Steve Allen. Gosh, a festive, a festive opener. I've never had a festive opener before. Well, I had one last year, but I mean, I haven't had one this year before, have I? Merry Christmas. People say that traditionally. I was the only one standing outside on the pavement waiting for the car this morning. <clears throat> so it came in and uh, London deserted. Absolutely de- Nobody around at all, which is wonderful. Which is absolutely wonderful. It means that everybody's gone out, mainly because there's no, there's no trains, so there's no way of getting you home anywhere. And of course, that other disaster, before we get down into it, I need, I need a bit of help from you this morning, especially those people who've had problems with flooding. If you were flooded or if you've got that drip, 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 a couple of people in the office were telling me on Friday that they'd had uh, problems with water leak. It's, it's old roofs, isn't it? You tend not to go up there and have a check on the blooming thing. And then the amount of water and the amount of rivers that have burst their banks, it's a bit of a, it's a, bit of a, a huge problem for people. And being Christmas, trying to get somebody out is even worse. And the other bad thing is you then go, are we insured? And you go, oh, bloody well, I hope so, because that's the time of year. Well, this is the time of year. If, if something major happens, it's like the boiler breaking down, isn't it? And you worry about it. There will be people listening who've had the disaster of all disasters for this Christmas morning. So if you're one of them, you can give us a ring this morning. I'm very kindly opening up the phone lines. I'm doing it under protest. But uh, I thought I'll open up the phone lines for you this morning. Uh, Axel's hat is very nice. It's very, you know, very, very sweet. Unusual way of wearing it, but there you go. And uh, I'm certainly not going to be wearing a hat later. I might wear one to drive down to my brother's, actually, but I think it was a bit ridic- ridiculous in my car to be sitting there in a hat. <laughs> and also, uh, when I, uh, yeah, I probably will wear one. Yeah, I probably will. Come, come Christmas lunch, we're all going to be wearing one anyway, aren't we? You'll be pulling the crackers and sticking those blooming silly paper hats on it. Although we, we have luxury crackers this year. I'm a bit excited. So give us a... I don't need to tell you the number, do I? Should I tell you the number? No, I'm not going to tell you the number. You know what it is. You can just uh, call LBC now. If you're one of those people who's had the steady drip, 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 and you've discovered that you can't get anybody out, or failing that, if you've had a good story, then I want to hear from you as well this morning. 08456060973. Having told you I wasn't going to give you the phone number, I've just broken with tradition. Uh, Stuart, he's in Sandy's in Twickenham. He's he's got the fish shop. One of his trees is looking a bit precarious this morning. I thought he was going to fall out because we we lost Christmas trees. You know, they've got these things on the side of buildings where you drop the tree into it. Well, the wind was so bad the other day, it whipped trees out. My friend Michael, hairdresser, he's lost one of his trees. It's gone completely. Just vanished, complete with lights. It just literally ripped everything out. He's bad. So I, I, I looked at, um, at Stuart's this morning and it was, it was a bit lopsided. He's actually in the... Sh- he is actually working today. One of the few people, but he's in there because he's a bit dedicated. He's doing seafood platters and opening oysters for his customers. And then he's off home for a bit of, uh, a bit of fun, I think. Uh, whether, <laughs> that's what he said. That's what he's, I can't tell you exactly what he said, but uh, it sounded quite good to me. So, seafood platter. What sort of seafood... See, the trouble is, I don't do seafood platters. The, the, uh, the, the, sorry, what's on it? Prawns. Oh. Prawns at what? Just prawns. And a what? A prawn ring. Which you can get from Iceland. Actually, I went to Iceland yesterday. They sold out of mince pies. Everywhere, the shelves were, were looking particularly empty. Biggest queue, of course, always at Sandy's. It literally runs up past Marks and Spencer's, up Heath Road. People queuing to get their, their turkeys, and Thomas was queuing to... I, I said to my friend Thomas, what are you doing? He said, I'm, I'm queuing for a lobster. I, th- I said, I hope you've ordered it, because it's it, people have got to order. And so I then went and talked to Paul Cooper and all his staff in the green... And a lady came in, she went, you haven't got any holly, have you? I said, uh, yes, there's one, there was one bit left. One bit... Oh, thank you. Uh, one bit of... Uh, Sorry, Mark, I've had to st- this stupid... Fa- Every time I do it, I feel like, you know, a fairy's been granted its wings or something. You know, you get the little bells ringing. And so um, she, she bought the last piece of holly in the shop. 
And she said, you haven't got any of that, um, any of that mistletoe stuff. I said, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Uh, because it, it, it sold out ages ago. And people, people just don't remember these things. People just don't remember to get that. I said, you need in advance to make sure you get, uh, you get things. <laughs> Duncan's up this morning. You're not actually up wrapping presents, are you, Duncan? Are you, or, or have you done the uh, the present bit? Have you done the present bit? Stuff like that. Duncan Barks, who's got a, a new show on LBC. I call it a new show. It's an old show, but it's now Duncan's show. And I think he's settling in. He, he seems to enjoy it. At least he gets a night's sleep. Eventually gets home. Uh, we've got our showbiz stories. We've got the texts. We've got the emails. We've got you. And uh, I really, really want to hear from you if you've had problems with the with the flooding. Because around our way, I think we've got the River Mole. But I think it's only small through Twickenham. We've, the, the, the Thames is, is kind of our main river. But if you've got that uh, problem and you've got no electricity, but at least the phone's working, I'm the lifeline at the end of it. 08456060973. Christmas morning, and we will be, I'm afraid, decimating a few celebrities. I mean, I don't... I, I know it's the season to be jolly, and I know it's wonderful, and you've heard the LBC Carol Cobb. We were all joining in upstairs. Sam Pittis and I were fighting over who was going to do the descants, and uh, that was quite good. Uh, I won, as usual. And uh, and so we were sort of sitting up there, and I was listening. It's so nice, because yesterday I was watching the Carol concert from King's. I don't know... The funny thing is, with, with the Carol concert at King's, it actually could be any... Carol concert. It could have been last year's that they replayed because I'm sure it's exactly the same for everybody. Um, down in the, the household in, in Southampton, Marion's getting everything ready down there. Everything under control, apparently. She said, uh, Amy and I are listening and opening presents. Not at ten past seven you're not opening. Tell me you're not opening presents at ten past seven, please. Isn't that way, way too early? Andy and Tash have done the sprouts. Oh, for goodness sake, honestly. <laughs> You haven't got to... No, you buy prepared sprouts. I never understand anybody who buys fresh sprouts. I understand the fresh sprout thing, but, but they, they make it so easy. They just, they, they're already cut and then you just and, and hop and then done. Sitting there trying to peel sprouts. That's like kind of the last thing you want to do, isn't it, on Christmas morning? And you're opening presents already. It's outrageous. I've got all my, my presents to bring down. Well, I say bring down, I fit in a pocket, really, I'm afraid. Uh, Claire, good morning. Good morning. I, I go to bed with uh, Nick Ferrari, with you, and I wake up with you in the morning. I don't want to I'm calling kind of you talk. from Jerusalem. Oh, are you? How, how is it over there this morning? It's beautiful. Is it really lovely? It's what, cold, but beautiful. Cold. What, what, what time of the morning do you have? Yes, lovely. I must tell you something. Yes. I don't listen to any... My children bought me a present, a little radio for LBC, and I don't listen to anything else. Right, you can pick it up over there, can you? Yeah, I'm listening to you now. I listened to a choir, a choir was on before. Yes, that's true, yes. We had them all in the studio. It was very busy. It was beautiful. Yes, it was nice, wasn't it? One, I must tell you something. You're the best programme, really. I, I'm, I lived here six years. I went to live from England. Yeah. And it's uh, wonderful. It's, my, lots of my friends bought the radio because of me. There you go, you see. So what are you and doing for the rest of... in the morning. Thank Four you, o'clock. You're waking me up. Well, I mean, well, I, what, I, I try my best. <laughs> so what are you doing today? Christmas. What are you doing today? Uh, I'm going to have breakfast. Yes. It's nine o'clock here. Right. I'm going to have some porridge. Lovely. And I'm going shopping into the Tachana That is uh, a place where all the buses go and everything. Right. Oh. But we've had a bit of a mishap yesterday. Oh. A soldier was, a uh, policeman was stabbed, and it was a bit not nice. Oh, dear. We don't, I've, I've decided I don't want bad news today. I only want nice oh, news. Oh, but good news is 
It's going to be... And what's the weather like in England? In oh, London? the usual. It's wet and miserable, I'm afraid. Oh, I'm sorry. What yeah. are all those people got stuck at the airport? Yes, exactly. Well, yesterday. Sorry. I mean, imagine out of all the airports to be stuck at, you're stuck at Gatwick. Can you imagine that? No, no. I hope, it, I hope they offered them a hard drink for nothing. They did. I think they were all offered breakfast and stuff like that. They, yeah. they looked after it. And luckily, they're all, they'll all be disappearing this morning. What are you doing today? Oh, I thought I'd just go home and sit under a tree and cry. You have a brother, <laughs> haven't you? Yes, See, I, I know all about you. Yes, yes. I'm going down there, so there's, there's a, a little handful of us for lunch. Yeah. What are you going to have for lunch? Oh, I'm afraid I'm, I'm, I'm traditional. I have turkey, sprouts, roast potatoes. Oh, lovely. I love little roast potatoes. Oh, I love With little peas? roast potatoes. And, sorry? With peas? Um, sometimes. Yeah. I don't do parsnips, though. I, I don't like the smell of it. No, though. I don't like them either. No, even if they cover them in honey, I don't like them. I tell you one thing, you must come once to Israel, to Jerusalem, and we have a market here, mm. a fruit market. It's absolutely wonderful. Oh, sounds lovely. Come once for holiday here. It's a nice, a nice thought. Bless you, Claire. Thank you for that. Have a lovely Christmas. And you as well. Have a lovely ah. Christmas, my darling. So she's over there in, in Jerusalem. Isn't it funny? Years ago... You know, <laughs> they'll be. I'm old enough to remember when you just took calls. You know, and it was people living in, you know, Loughton or Basildon or wherever else it happened to be. Now people listen to LBC all around the world, all around the world. People who've who've been in London and they've become addicted to it, and then they move out to somewhere else and they go, "Can I get LBC? Can I get LBC?" <laughs> the answer is yes, you can get LBC all around the world. And to be honest with you, why would you want to listen to anything else? Come Christmas morning, it's different. I mean, you know, if, if you really push it. Probably Sam Pitters and I could sing a carol or something like that, but uh, on second thoughts, maybe, maybe not, actually. <laughs> maybe not. But the producers um, made, made smoked salmon sandwiches. Not, not just made them. She brought everything. She brought the butter, the knife, the bread, the smoked salmon. She sat upstairs carefully preparing things. When she staggered in, I seriously thought she was a bag lady and she was in the wrong building. And so she sort of staggered out. I said, have you been shopping? Because, unfortunately, at this time of the morning, the only place you can go to is a garage. And so what you're going to walk out is, 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 is with a Ginster's pie and some firewood, which is not exactly, or, or a bunch of sad old flowers. It's the only thing you buy in garages nowadays, except if you go up to the motorway at Heston, and there you can buy some uh, shortbread and some tea bags, which are really useful. Food's ghastly, but that's just my opinion. And uh, I could eat a cooked breakfast now. I, c- I could really eat a cooked... No, I couldn't eat smoked salmon, not at this time of the morning. There were certain th- I did tell you the other day that I bought in Marks & Spencer's, because I'm not a fan of party food. And the other day, I nearly hit a couple. They were dominating. They were standing right in front of the party food cabinet. And I wanted to find if they've got their prawn balls. Because what they've got is they've got these prawn balls, which are sort of minced prawns. So it's like the prawn toast, only in a ball, but with asparagus in it. And I promise that they're delicious. You get one, two, three, four, five, probably get about 10 or 12 in a pack. And I can't tell you how much they were, because I've got no idea. Though. I don't seem to notice prices on things like that. And I ate a whole pack yesterday. And that's all I ate. I just ate this whole pack because it's, it's quite fit. It's not very good for me because it's got all the wrong stuff. But I enjoyed that. And then I went to bed early and I slept like a log. Like a log. Piers Morgan on Twitter is celebrating Christmas in Melbourne. Long may he stay there. It's fantastic. We love Piers Morgan. And Matt Lucas is wishing everybody a very Merry Christmas. We should have lost my phone now, actually. Uh, and I'm sure that we will have your Twitters and tweets and texts and emails. 84850 steve at lbc.co.uk but i especially want to hear from you this morning uh not particularly good news i'm afraid if you've if you've had one of those floods because there can be nothing worse nothing worse than coming down and finding there was one poor restaurant on the news earlier on today and i noticed that they've been flooded out so they've got to phone 50 people up today to go i'm terribly sorry 
We're flooded. We can't do Christmas. So that's 50 people who, all right, I'm sure somebody's going to get a bit angry. People were getting angry at Gatwick when they couldn't get away. But it's, it wasn't their fault. They had flooding and they couldn't do anything about it. So for all those people whose Christmas has been ruined, we are thinking about you. We are thinking, only for a few minutes, but we are thinking about you. Just to make sure. Because it, it, it won't be a lot of fun, but just remember, it passes. OK? It passes. 16 minutes past seven. On LBC 97.3. Morning, everybody. Merry Christmas. 19 minutes past seven. Or Christmas greetings or felicitations or whatever it is you want to celebrate. Uh, we, we did tweet a picture of Sam Pittis this morning. He looks like he's a hospital patient. I look like I've walked off a sunbed. Most peculiar. And uh, we, we can't work out who the other one is. Somebody said that you were... Um, you were actually uh, trying to find out who the person was on the 15th of December. I think it could be Ant, my friend Ant. I think so. Uh, Jan says, I think the M&S party food packaging looks the same. That's why people stand in front of it trying to figure it out. I know. I mean, I find it really difficult to work out what the thing is. I quite liked it, though. I quite liked it, though. Uh, Rian Primrose Hill says, I'm enjoying the peace before the stampede down the stairs. Yes. Uh, Edmund loves the show. Went on holiday for three months to Nigeria. Listened to LBC all the way through, which is good. Wind was terrible, wasn't it? Dave at the Dairy in Palmer's Green. Ten for seven quid, the prawn balls. Are they really? Good blimey. And uh, somebody else. It's Tim in wet and miserable broadstairs. Oh, crikey. Uh, we can't get LBC in Hyde, Steve, even on digital. <clears throat> oh, well. Uh, Jan says, does Steve help with any of the food prep? No, none of it. No, that's not my, my job. No, no. That's, it's my, my brother who sorts things out. I'm just going as a guest. I'm going as a guest. So I absolutely do not help out with anything. What is the point of having too many people in the kitchen? No, let them get on with it. Can't be, can't be that difficult. <clears throat> Lovely to hear you, says Jill, on Christmas morning. Unfortunately, I woke at my usual time of 5am. Why can't my brain register that I'm on holiday? June says, you talk of people forgetting the little things. Yes, people do forget the little things, don't they? Get a small notepad and make notes as you go throughout the day. I quite like that. Actually, I, I like the idea of having a post-it notes with you. I've started using post-it notes a lot. A lot. Roast carrots? Oh, no. Cauliflower cheese still? I do like cauliflower cheese. It goes quite well with turkey. I, I really do. I really do. Uh, 84850, uk. Just finished a, a night shift with the London Ambulance Service. So, all the emergency services today. Good luck to, uh, to those. And uh, good wishes to Pat and Brian Cooper... And Paul, Donna, Marie, Robert and Erin. Have a lovely day from Maggie in Bromley. And Daryl in Beckenham says, I will be listening to you as I get the dinner ready. One son upstairs sleeping on the sofa, recovering for a night out. So he'll soon be woken because I'll be making my tea. Good idea. Bernie says, hope there's lots of mini sprouts and pickled onions waiting for you. No, I guarantee there won't be mini, mini Brussels sprouts. He'll, he'll, he'll buy those those big Brussels sprouts, which I don't like that much. doesn't matter. I'm not that fussy. I really am not that fussy at all. Uh, 84850, steve at let's, uh, let's wander through your your emails as well. We've got loads of emails already. And Merry Christmas from Ian and Rosie in Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, actually, I've got a story about America. Well, actually, it's not really a great story. Just the fact that Dolly Parton's going to get married to her husband again. Yes, she is married to a man. I know the rumours have been rife for years. And she does have a very good friend, Judy, who travels with her. And she has said before that they actually, because they're, they're very good friends, she's known her for goodness knows how many years, and they do share the same bed. I'm going to try it with the people around here today. I have a feeling it won't work, but, you know, it's, it's worth worth asking, isn't it? Don't ask, don't get. So I should be sort of trying that one later. But she's, she wants to get married to her husband again, who is, <clears throat> excuse me, very much a recluse. Very, very 
very much a recluse. And so, you know, when I mentioned the office, it was a slight, slight snigger, I'm afraid. <laughs> a bit embarrassing, wasn't it? Angela and Bob in Pratt's Bottom. I want to thank you and all the loyal listeners. A very Merry Christmas and enjoy the day. Yes, I hope everybody enjoys the day today. Not enjoying the day if you're flooded, are you? Not enjoying the day if there's rain and it's miserable or you've got no electricity, which some people haven't in the country. So some people will not be having a very nice time. And for those people who've got businesses that have been flooded, it's a disaster for them. A disaster. Blanche says... I want to thank all your team who make the show happen. Oh, please. Please. They don't make it happen. They just push buttons. I mean, it's... Yeah, and, and they have to sit there and stare at me for three hours. It's, not, it's like a relationship, but without any messy business. You know, it's a, it, it is a bit strange, isn't it, like that? They have to sit there, but they don't make it happen. I don't think anybody makes it happen. I think we just t- turn the microphones on and we pray. And believe you me, over the Christmas period, we pray quite a lot. But uh, she says, I will... Tried to get through by phone, but I know from long experience how hard it is. It's, it's good at the moment. It's good at the moment. I, might, I think as people gradually come to, I think we should, be, we should be OK. Mike in Shrewsbury. Is it Shrewsbury or Shrewsbury? I can't remember now. Shrewsbury? Shrewsbury? I don't know. It, varies, but it depends if you come from there, isn't it? And people go, oh, it's Shrewsbury. And you go, is it Shrewsbury? I don't know. So Paul in Manchester and all my friends a very happy Christmas. So he obviously didn't send a card. Uh, one here from... Uh, Who's this? Oh, from, D- from Dean Martin. <laughs> Just on his way into work. He's come, ho, bloody ho. <laughs> Don't worry, there's a whole building full of people here who are very happy. Well, sort of happy. But you're, you're going to be all by your little lonesome down there, aren't you? Bob in Manchester wishes a very happy Christmas. Dean, happy Christmas to you. I'm sure you have a, a nice day. It's good. I think it's good doing a show on Christmas Day. Don't you? I think it's quite nice. Because the building's not, not full of people. Imran downstairs in, in the reception, he said, oh, it's been blissful overnight. He said, quiet. So quiet. He loves it. He absolutely bring on more Christmases as far as he's concerned. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. We have the same cough as yesterday. I'm ever so sorry. Uh, Colin, that was, wishing everybody a very Merry Christmas. And Kevin in Kent. A bit ironic, isn't it, really? Kevin from Kent. Says, my... <laughs> sorry. My five-year-old daughter, Millie, has been up asking if Santa has been. I've had to tell her that he has. Thanks to all the reindeer food and drinks she left out. But I'm trying to get a few extra minutes in bed before the madness begins. If you've got children and at the age of five, they can't stay in bed. They absolutely can't. We used to do it. You'd, you'd, you'd wake up. The excitement was so much. You'd look out the window and it was still dark and you'd think, I wonder what time it is. And so you'd sort of sneakily have, because I never had clocks in my bedroom. Um, and I didn't even have a wristwatch, actually, till I was... 37, so I had no idea what time it was anyway. I, I used to turn up... In the, I, I can't tell the time either. I'm a bit like Joey Essex. So, uh, <coughs> and you'd look out the window. It'd be pitch dark. You'd be thinking, is it too early to go downstairs and have a look at the prince? So you'd creep downstairs, and we used to leave our Christmas tree lights on at night. I know people say you shouldn't, but... And we used to, we'd sit and we'd look, look at the presents. And in the early days, we, di- we didn't have stuff to put on the branches of the trees. We had decorations, but we used to put cotton wool... I don't, for some strange reason, our family thought it looked like snow. To me, it just looked like cotton wool. But anyway, we put it along all the branches. It was dead messy. Put it along all the branches. And then, of course, if you knocked the tree, which I did a couple of times, if you've got central heating and you don't fill your tray up with water, because trees can get through about two litres of water a day because it's a living thing. And what you've effectively done is killed it. I didn't want to mention that, you know, to, to ruin your Christmas. But effectively, you have killed the Christmas tree, which was looking forward to growing up to, to maybe being a six-foot tree or a seven-foot tree. No, three-foot, whoosh gone, dead, decapitated. And so you take it home, and I had one one year, and I decorated it beautifully. I was, was quite, sorry, I was quite pleased with the, the way I did it. I'd been out and bought special baubles and tinsel, and tinsel always looks rubbish on trees. And so I'd, I'd sort of decorated, I put the lights on, and, and the lights worked, and it was lovely. And I put the heating on full, 
and I went out, and I came, I, I went out to, to do some shopping, uh, well, shop, shoplifting, and I came back, came back, and I managed to get the fridge freezer out of Curry's, so I was quite pleased with myself, got it under the coat, I just thought I was pregnant, so I, I, I get in the door, and I brushed against the Christmas tree, and I kid you not, and to this day, I wake up screaming at night, as I brushed the tree, the heat <clears throat> had dried it out, and all the needles fell off, and I was left with what could only be described as a twig in a pot. A twig with lights and with baubles and everything, but no needles. So I looked and I thought, oh, God, the spirit of Christmas has not quite arrived in the Allen household. So I, I hoovered up the needles, but unfortunately the carpet I had at the time was like a twist pile. And needles are a right little pain to get out of a twist pile. Eventually I got them out. And I thought, well, I've got to go and buy another tree. So I went to buy a blue spruce. I don't know if you've ever bought a blue spruce, but it does not drop needles. The needles do not drop. And so that I had, in fact, and I, couldn't, I couldn't kill the thing. To be honest with you, I put it out. The dustman didn't want it. The next door neighbours didn't want it. So, you know, nobody wanted this thing. And I didn't have, you know, anything else to do with it. So it sat outside what seemed like weeks to me. And I know that you, that you go out and they say, you know, it, you know non, non-drop needles. But you've got to water them. And you, you can buy stands that you... But you've got to remember... No good just putting a bit of water in, thinking it's a bunch of flowers. It's going gonna, it's gonna to drink at least a litre to two litres a day. And if you've got central heating, it's going to be... It's so thirsty. It is so thirsty. So just remember, look after the tree and it will look after you for, for Christmas. And then we'll have to remind you to take the thing down again because people say to me, so what is it? It's 12th night, yeah, it's 12 days after Christmas and then the, the tree comes down and all the decorations are packed away and we relatively get back to normal. But for today... We're going to make sure that we enjoy every blooming second of it. We have to ram sprouts down your throat. I noticed, actually, I, I put some licorice all sorts upstairs in a bowl for the team. You know, like to do something caring. I put in on the, the thing on, on expenses. And uh, so I bought some licorice all sorts. And you know the, the, the only one that they've left? The licorice. They've eaten all of it except the little, the little black licorice thing. But I, they're my favourite. Because licorice is really good for you. Really, really. It's like jelly. Raw, raw jelly is very good for your nails. And as my nails are growing for the first time in years. Oh, look, nails. Nails. Look, nails. I've never had nails before. Seriously, I've never had nails. I'm so excited. I bought all this stuff, nail hardener. I put it on there and I filed them. Sorry? What does that do? What, nail? Well, it hardens them up. But why do you need that? Well, because, my, because I bit my nails since I was 11. Mm. And ever since I had my me, me, me bridge done again, I'm frightened to bite them in case the bridge falls out. Because I've been through that experience once before. So now they're growing and I put nail harder on, I put nail files. Mm. I'm like an old woman at home. I sit there, I'm doing that, buff them up. You don't bite anymore? No, I don't. Well, I have a nibble. Well, it's Christmas. I, it's Christmas. You've got, have a, you've Christmas. got to have a nibble at Christmas. You've got to do these things. But now I've got nails. I'm so excited. And I keep buying all this stuff to paint on there, thinking one of these days I might actually risk it and go for a manicure in one of these Chinese places where you sit there and they sit there with this mask on. I don't know why. Presumably, you know, it doesn't matter if you die in there, but they're, they're going to be safe from the fumes. And then they manicure your nails. And I might, I might go for it in the new year. Looking forward to it. It's exciting things like that that keep me going throughout the day here. Well, that and a lot of medication from the doctor. So we'll take a short break for the news. I shall remind you it's 7.30. I shall remind you it's Christmas Day, which you probably know anyway. And it's Steve Allen with you until 10. But we've got the news next with Sam. It's 7.30. Good morning, I'm Sam Pittis. Storms and flooding have left tens of thousands of people across the southeast without electricity this morning. In Surrey, homes have been evacuated in Dorking and Leatherhead after the river Mole burst its banks, with more evacuations in Guildford and in Tunbridge in Kent. Gatwick says it will be operating all flights out of the south terminal after a power cut caused flights to be cancelled at the airport yesterday. 
The number of people using food banks this Christmas has tripled compared to last year, according to a charity which runs 400 across the UK. The Trussell Trust estimates that its food banks have fed 60,000 people over the past two weeks. The United Nations Security Council has approved plans to almost double the number of UN peacekeepers in South Sudan. 12,500 troops will be asked to protect civilians from violence that's pushed the state to the verge of civil war. Four generations of the royal family are expected to gather for the traditional Christmas Day church service at the Queen's Sandringham Estate in Norfolk. The Queen will use her Christmas broadcast to reflect on prominent events from the past year, including the birth of her great-grandson, Prince George. London's travel news in Cobham in Surrey. The A245 Portsmouth Road is closed in both directions. That's due to flooding between the A3 Paynes Hill and Mizzen Way. London's weather, some sunny spells later, but further showers expected as well, especially this afternoon. A maximum temperature 7 Celsius and 6 degrees right now in Leicester Square. This is LBC 97.3 at 7.31. Christmas 5.0. Steve Allen. Certainly is. Merry Christmas. Christmas greetings. All the kids are going, will you shut up and let's get on with opening the presents. Let's do the presents. Parents going, another ten minutes in bed, please. 26, I'm not going to remind you of the time, it doesn't matter. Uh, Vishnu is listening to the uh, programme in Perth, Western Australia. Uh, Dan has uh, tweeted, so uh, everybody very, very excited this morning. Uh, Ruben says, I hope you have uh, plenty of sprouts. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. You don't hear people saying happy holidays, do you? Uh it's an American thing, isn't it? Happy holidays. Happy holidays, everybody, which is great. Uh, Martin says, uh, Merry Christmas. Jason is following me. S- uh, S- Susan Jane says, Hope the weather's better on Friday night for the show. Yes, I hope so, too. And uh, Richard Coles is with us, and Colin Lewis. And, oh, I've got loads and loads of people. Ash from Hospital Radio Chelmsford. And Carol and Pauline. And little Julie as well, and uh, Elizabeth, knowing how much you adore this time of year, she says, you're so right, actually, I, I do enjoy this time of year. Would you believe the odd flake of snow in Manchesterford, says Paul. You lucky devil, you lucky devil. Sam Fears is awake, that's bad news for everybody in Essex. You were seriously hoping she wasn't going to wake up, and uh, she's wished people a Merry Christmas. We've got a story about her later. Sorry about her later. She was out on the town, as indeed she has to be, because uh, she can't stay in. She's, uh, she's got this I-want-to-be-photographed bug, you know, I'm a big celebrity kind of thing. Although, as somebody else tweeted, she's wearing the most ghastly outfit last night. It's some sort of cat suit kind of thing. This red thing. Oh, where do you get clothes like that from? Somewhere ghastly and cheap, I should imagine. And uh, Lucy Mecklenburg was out with her, who's quit, apparently, the only way is Essex. Thank God, let's face it, she's been with half the cast in it. I didn't realise how many people she'd actually had relationships with. Loads. Loads of them. And, and every show ends with her crying. I, of course, laugh like a drain every time because she's so drippy and so needy, I'm afraid. Uh, but coming up on the show this morning, the Environment Agency will be talking to the serpentine swimmers. These are the people who come hell or high water, ice, snow, dust bath, whatever you care to, they go swimming in the serpentine. It must be freezing cold for the poor little soul. They used to make the Blue Peter presenters do that. If they had a new Blue Peter presenter, they used to get them in their little speedos down to the side of the serpentine. I used to think of something a bit odd going on myself, but uh, and they'd get them down there. You know, we've got a new presenter and let's get him stripped off immediately. OK, and so they'd have them there and then they'd have them swimming in the serpentine. I used to think, why would you go to swimming in the serpentine? People do it, I think, down at South End. I think people, I think it's the people who live in South End. They go, it's so awful down here, we'll throw ourselves into the sea. Uh, plus, we'll have the hottest toys of the year. 
by now you're, you're probably going to be telling me what you've bought. The, no, do you, but not, uh, don't tell me what you bought the kids just yet. But you might have bought the hottest toys. They did a feature on the telly the other day about the Cabbage Patch kids, which were invented by this guy. And he then got bought out. I think they've sold something like 125 million Cabbage Patch toys. I thought they were ghastly. But I do remember running a story at the time on these strange toys, which they they sort of pretend are actually, you know, have, somebody's given birth to them in a hospital and then you have an adoption. Thing. They're made in a factory in China. Okay, And, um, and so people bought them. But um, one year you couldn't get them. There's always a toy every year. This year, there appears not to have been a toy that people couldn't get because manufacturers have worked out that people just get very angry if they can't find the toys that they want because the kids want them for Christmas. They've asked Father Chris, you know, I want a Scalex trick or I want, a, you know, a Furby or something like that. Although I did see shed loads of Furbies the other day because they don't look as attractive as the first lot of Furbies. They made them look a bit cheap and I don't like that. But anyway, the Cabbage Patch, you couldn't get them for love nor money. You couldn't get them. People were queuing up outside shops or fisticuffs going on and people were desperate because you didn't want to disappoint the kids come Christmas morning. You didn't want to disappoint. They go, where's my cabbage? But we couldn't get you one. I used to say, listen, just put a note in a box and say, Father Christmas said he's run out, but you'll get one on Boxing Day or, you know, or the, or the first week of Christmas. If they're under two anyway, you're not going to be giving them presents, are you? Because that's just a waste. They don't understand the meaning of Christmas till they get to about three or four. And even then, it's just pretty paper. Let them rip pretty paper off. Give them a sweet. Makes them much happier. So anyway, so people trying to get hold of the Cabbage Patch dolls and you couldn't find them anywhere for love nor money. So do you know what people were doing? They were so desperate, they were going down to the airport and they were flying to America where they had Furbies and they were bringing them back from America. I couldn't believe the expense of going over there to do your Christmas shopping just to make sure that you got the Cabbage Patch doll. One year it was the Furbies. You couldn't get hold of the Furbies anywhere. And I remember going to... Where did I go? Argos in Richmond. It's not there anymore now. Thank goodness. Uh, there was a very rude woman in there. Very, very rude woman. I'm so, so glad that uh, she's not there anymore. Anyway, I went in there and it was first thing in the morning and they had three Furbies on a shelf. And so I said to the girl behind the counter, I said, um, I'll have those, those three. So she gave them to me. She put it on my, my card and I was about to go out. And this, this woman came from behind the counter. and She said to this girl on the counter, where are the Furbies gone? And so she looked at me, she went, he's just bought them. So she said, there's a limit, one per person. So I skipped out of the shop, fast as possible, with a big smile on my face. And everybody got Furbies that year. This year, I don't know, I don't know what the toy is. We'll, we will find out a little bit later on. Uh, plus, we'll do a look ahead to the Queen's speech. I've got a feeling this year, actually, that uh, she'll be making an observation about, probably about the new added extra... And uh, that'll be Prince George. What are they going to get him for Christmas? Well, nothing really for Christmas. You don't buy a kid that age anything for Christmas. But, uh, yeah, why would you buy a present for a child who doesn't even... They don't know what it is. They just sit there. They can barely focus. You know, they actually look as though they've had quite a few sherries, little kids. You sit them on the floor and they go backwards and forwards and then they just fall backwards. And you go, you've been at the cooking sherry again, haven't you? So you have to sit them up and then they, then they do projectile vomiting. That's always a good one for Christmas morning. Something very exciting. You sit there and the baby goes, and you think, oh, fantastic. Up come the rusks again. And then you reconstitute them and everything else. And so it's very nice indeed. No, don't buy them presents. It's ridiculous. Present, because kids don't know. You just buy a box. Empty box, wrap it with pretty paper, big ribbon on it, give it to them. They'll eat the ribbon, OK? They'll eat the ribbon, they'll mess about with the paper, and they're quite happy. They don't know there's supposed to be a present inside it. You don't tell them that till they're 15 or 16. 
up until that. No, there's no point. Don't don't waste money. I'm a firm believer in the fact that it's pointless buying presents. And they go, oh, thanks. I traipsed around the shops the other day trying to buy that gift. A lot of thought went, and you just dismissed it by going, oh, thanks. It's like I always make sure at Christmas I'm never in a relationship because I'm too mean to buy a present for anybody. And also, you might think in spending money, you'd be three months or something like that. You think to yourself, are they going to buy me a present? Will they be spending the same amount of money on me? Because you don't want to spend £50 if they're only going to spend like 20 because you feel a bit cheap or, or do you not bother? I don't know what the hard and fast rules are. I just know it gets very complicated and sometimes you can have Christmas dinner where nobody says a word. They're just sort of staring at each other and you're thinking, this was so wrong. This was so wrong. I've got some nice things to put on our, our Christmas table today. My brother hasn't seen it. He's going to hate them, I can tell. But they're little things that light up, little little snowmen. But they've all been personalised with the person's name on there, which I think is, is quite a clever. Unfortunately, I didn't get one for myself, which is a shame. Jean! Oh, good mo- good Happy Christmas, Steve. You weren't, you weren't sure. Good morning, happy Christmas or happy Hanukkah, were you? Yeah. You got a bit confused. <laughs> <laughs> I know. The f- have, have you been I'm drinking? I'm a bit nervous, Steve. Well, you mustn't be. Why? Have you made a phone call before? No, I've, not to you. <laughs> That'll teach you. Oh, Steve. Yes. I enjoy your show every day. It's marvellous. Well, you make me laugh. Good, good. That's All what we like. the time. Make myself laugh sometimes. <laughs> sometimes I want to cry, but today yes, I want to laugh. I know, Steve. Steve, hmm. I would like to meet you one day. Oh, don't start that. You know what? Yeah. You're like a friend, and I've never seen you. Well, I'm tall, blonde, Amazonian-looking. <laughs> I look a little, a little bit, a little bit like one of the gladiators oh, I... <laughs> who's let themselves go. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> I'm five foot ten. I used to think I was six foot. I think I'm shrinking. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm convinced. I used to say to my mother, "Am I six foot?" She went, "No, you're five foot ten." Says so oh. on your passport. Steve, mm. uh, your coat is a bit better. Yes. Little bit, not yes. not hugely, <clears throat> not yes. huge, but sort of getting there. Yes, I hope so. Right on cue, I cough, yes. you know. And Anything. have a nice day at your brother. Thank you. So, what what are you doing today, Jean? Oh, what I'm doing, I've got my kids coming over. Lovely. Yeah. And are, 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 are you cooking lunch? Yes, I'm cooking. Oh goodness, yeah. you'll be all morning in the kitchen. Yes, yes. Mothers have got to be cooking us. Well, well, listen, listen. If if that's what makes it work for the family, then that's yes, what makes yes, it work. Steve, I, I enjoy doing it. Yeah, I enjoy doing it. Yeah, my I, brother hates it. Are you it. going to your godchildren? I'm going to the godchildren tomorrow. Yes. Oh, good. So, so anyway, have a nice time. Steve. Thank you, Jean. You have a nice, safe time as well. Yeah, and I hope to see you one day. Absolutely, I'll pop round and knock on your door. Okay then. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Take care. Bye, la- Bye, love you. There's Jean in Shepherd's Bush. She's been drinking early, you can tell, can't you? You can always tell those who've hit the sherry trifle. How? <laughs> uh, there was a, a picture in one of the uh, the papers uh, the other day of Lady Victoria Hervey. Uh, I didn't even know she was still going. They called her a socialite. I don't think she's ever been a socialite. She was another one of those boring people who turned up in, in all the parties. It was her, her mother who married... She was Her mother was a secretary, and her mother married some bloke who had a title and so we ended up with lady victoria hervey and her ghastly sister and so she's she's 37 now and they say she won't be doing much present wrapping as she's spending christmas in barbados what, what do you not give presents is she she too mean quite, i mean and there's a picture of her she's let herself go quite badly i want to find out i'm sure i can later on which celebrities we correctly predicted are bringing out fitness dvds i think there's going to be quite a few of them this year they'll all be going oh i'm bringing out a fitness as long as it's not natalie cassidy we're fairly safe 
But uh, I don't want any... Th- Apparently Lucy Mecklenburg's got one, so don't waste your money on that. I had a list earlier on of all the people she's been out with in The Only Way's Essex. It is most of the show. There's hardly anybody she's not been out with. And she's hoping to find happiness. Unfortunately, because she's such a miserable little so-and-so, no, she's never going to find happiness on the show. She needs to sort of get out there, have a proper life, come away from the silly world of celebrity, and, um, and sort of hopefully find somebody. But it's, I just fear it's never going to happen. Never going to happen at all. Meanwhile, Mario's off with all and sundry. But then that's what boys do, I'm afraid. Quarter to eight. Christmas. On LBC 97.3. On the phone, you can buy train tickets for your family festivities. Book the restaurant for your big works night out. Pre-order taxis for the long journey home. Call the butcher to reserve your Christmas turkey. And get all these numbers and more from 118434. Dependable directory inquiries. Whatever you're looking for, call 118434. Calls cost 55 pence plus 99 pence per minute from a BT landline. Other networks vary and mobiles cost considerably more. Nowadays, everywhere seems to have sales. But at the Curtain Factory outlet, we don't need to. Because with over half a million metres of... Steve Allen. Morning, everybody. Merry Christmas. If you're suffering with the children banging on the bedroom door, going, come on, come on, want to open the presents, I suppose now could be the time. You'll just have to trot downstairs in your dressing gown, or if you're in a flat, don't trot downstairs. It'll be somebody else's flat. So just stay in your own... And uh, just let it, it'll be all over very quickly, don't worry, very quickly. This Christmas, LBC 97.3's Help a London Child is raising funds for the charity Missing People. We're supporting their 24-hour helpline to provide a lifeline to parents and a confidential service for young runaways who can send a message to a loved one that they're safe or better still that they want to come home this Christmas. Sir Trevor MacDonald, broadcaster, journalist and living legend, is one of Missing People's patrons. James O'Brien spoke to him and asked why he devoted his support to Missing People above all other charities. Well, it's, it's a very, very good question because, to be very honest with you, um, the people who founded the, the Missing People charity lived a few doors away from me. They were neighbours. Oh. And many years ago, they, they asked me... Uh, um, they asked me to help. And I remember just turning up at odd functions and um, they had a, 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 a run around the park or something or a run through London. And it started off very humbly in that way with, with, with neighbours of mine. And it's only much, much more recently than that I really you know, dug into the problem of, of missing people and the work that the charity does. So you're absolutely right. It, I mean, I started it, all, started it off almost because of the fact that it was terribly easy to do. <laughs> and yet there's nothing easy about the work that they do. Did, did you have an insight into, into what, the, for example, the 24-hour confidential helpline can mean to a, to a young runaway? I got an insight into that much, much, much later. And, and of course, it's, it's absolutely marvellous as something which helps people who get into this situation. And it's, it's, it's good now to know that, you know, there's a branch of the Home Office which, deal, which helps to deal with this. The police are involved. And, and the people who run the, the, the missing people offices are just such images of kindness and, 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 and help that it's, it's difficult not to, 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 to want to support them. Sir Trevor MacDonald talking there to James O'Brien. Now, £5 could help reunite a family this Christmas. You can do your bit and show you care. You can text help to is it seven zero seven? Is it seven zero seven? I don't know what that bit is. Seven. We think it's seven zero seven double six. 
We're just going to have a quick check on that one, just to make sure it is exactly the right number. I don't want to give you the wrong number. So £5 could help reunite. If you, if you text HELP to 70766, that donates £5. A text costs £5, plus your standard network rates. For terms and conditions, you can go to lbc.co.uk. So do that now. It's only £5. It's only 5 but It's your good deed for the day, and it can make a lot of difference. It can keep the, the phone lines open, and it can provide this confidential service for young runaways, because people do run away at this time of year. People get very depressed, and things get all on top of them, especially when they're young. They, you know, everybody's been through it at some point. It's very rare not to have family arguments, isn't it, at Christmas? 70766. 70766. So you can donate £5 on that line. Uh, some of the other stories which are doing the rounds today, but we, we mentioned we're, we're going to be finding out what the uh, celebrities are tweeting for Merry Christmas. Tom Daly's finally managed to get home for Christmas. That was a bit of a problem there because the uh, his train was cancelled in the early hours of Tuesday morning. He flew in from America and his mum had to drive, uh, I think, all the way down to pick him up. So he, he ended up going on a trip. You can imagine. Tom Daly's been in the news recently uh, for all the right reasons for him. And then he gets on a train. Apparently he was chatting away to people on there. He was handing out cookies and stuff like that. So he's uh, with the family for Christmas. And uh, I'm looking forward to a, a nice, peaceful time, I should imagine. We hope that you have exactly the same. Meanwhile, over in Twickenham, I bet the, I bet the only thing open is, is, uh, is Stuart at Sandys. I bet I can't think of anything else that's going to be open today. There's no, there's no trains running, are there? There's no nothing like that. Uh, and the problem is, of course, that we had all the wind and the rain the other day. I did get home OK. I did get home OK. I was, I was quite lucky. I left here. Uh, we'd already discovered that Southwest trains weren't running anything until 10 o'clock. So I thought, well, I better risk it. We had checked. The district line was running. I needed to get out to Richmond. So I walked down to the embankment. Now, had there been the hot sausage shop open, I would have bought myself a hot sausage and a baguette. But as luck would have it, it was closed. And the reason I say as luck would have it, so I walked straight past it thinking, all right, so I, I won't have a hot sausage and a baguette. I got to the station, to embankment. Within one minute, my train was there. Normally, you wait forever for a Richmond train. They're all going to Ealing. And there was a train sitting at the station. That one pulled out within... A minute, the Richmond train was in. So I got the, the train back to Richmond. Everybody's asleep on it and everything. Oh, That's people who sleep on trains. Very odd. The, uh, the worrying thing is that since we had all that bad weather, the one thing that we've discovered is that, uh, you know, communities now need to be told how to take action to protect themselves and their homes for risk of flooding. You know, we, we see these images on the television all the time. You know, people who've got idyllic homes by the side of the river, and the river rises, and we've seen horrendous, horrendous pictures on the news, and you've heard stories on LBC of how, how dreadful it, it is. Uh, let's have a chat to Tim Connell now, who's the operations manager from the Environment Agency. Tim, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. It's a dreadful time for a lot of people, isn't it? It is. It's very unfortunate timing. Obviously, there's never a good time to be flooded. No. Uh, but Christmas in particular, our, our thoughts are certainly with people whose homes have been flooded at the moment. Was, it, was there any advanced knowledge of this? I mean, can, can we look and say, because we've had a lot of rain, the, the, the water levels will rise? This presumably is water coming down from elsewhere in the country, and it just swells the rivers. Yes, it's, we've had a, a, a period of, of prolonged wet weather. Obviously, we've had very heavy rainfall on Monday, falling on saturated ground, and, and the, the effect of that simply is to overwhelm the river system, and, and we see the flooding that we're, we're experiencing today. 
what can people do then to try and protect? Because I've seen people, you know, once once the it's all right if you're in a flat, presumably you're above first floor, you're okay. But for people on the ground floors and people in houses, there, there's nothing you can do to stop this water coming in, and then it's it's the clearing up afterwards. No, but there are things you can do to limit the damage, and, and we'd urge people in flood risk areas to to understand their risk. Check the Environment Agency website, uh, which has uh, information on on which areas are at risk, and also provides information on, on what you can do to, to protect yourself in, if flooding does happen. It's not entirely hopeless. You can limit the damage. You can, you can take action, prepare in advance, and at least um, whilst you can't necessarily prevent flooding, you can certainly lessen the impacts. So, so what, what, would be, to do that. Sorry, what, what would be your advice to people? I mean, what, what, are, what are a couple of things that people can do to limit the damage? Well, simply moving valuables upstairs, uh, switching off electricity, gas in, in the event of flood warnings. Um, there's a range of options that are available to people, even local resilience measures like flood boards across doors. Yeah. Uh, but it really depends on your level of risk and, and, and how much you're prepared to, to uh, plan ahead for this. Right. I, I think it, we would urge people that, that are at severe or, or significant risk to, to really plan for the day that the floodwaters come so that they're not simply at the mercy of, of the elements. So what, what's the current situation then, as far as you're concerned, at the Environment Agency? We're seeing levels peaking now uh, and starting to drop largely across Surrey and, uh, well, m- and most of the southeast. Um, obviously, some of the larger rivers are, are slower to respond, but, but in general, uh, we're seeing the levels starting to fall. But that said... There is further rainfall forecast for later in the week, so there's no time for complacency. And we'd urge people to continue to uh, check the Environment Agency website for, for the latest on flood warnings and, and as I say, to, to remain vigilant. But, but in particular, if, if people are out and about, uh, there is a lot of danger associated with flood water and fast-moving water. So, so do take extra care when you're out and about and travelling. Uh, and, and keep safe over the Christmas period. Absolutely. Tim Connell, thank you very much indeed for that. Merry Christmas. Tim is from the Environment Agency, so that's the hard... I mean, it is dreadful in certain parts of the country. Uh, they've had 30 millimetres to 60 millimetres of rainfall, uh, so that's the Medway, the Seven and the Thames continuing to rise. <coughs> More rain is forecast. Parts of Kent, including Edenbridge, Tunbridge, and parts of Maidstone have suffered severe flooding. Uh, there's a, a lady called... Uh, Ina Coral from Edenbridge. She's moved most of her family's belongings upstairs. The flood water lapped ten yards from her, from her door. So consequently, she was uh, she was suffering quite quite badly. The storms that she says are meant to be coming again Thursday, Friday, and we, we've got nothing. We've got because you don't plan for these kind of things, do you? I mean, you absolutely don't. My neighbour, she says, is going to put up a barricade. Other neighbours whose houses have been flooded have gone to families nearby. But it, it isn't just that. I remember in was it Boscastle where they had those that dreadful flood that went through the town. It literally took cars out with it. It took cars out with it. But it's the, it's the it's the mess that is left afterwards. You know, if rivers have overflowed their banks, <clears throat> and uh, and stuff like that has happened, it's the mess. It's the clearing up. And it's just the thing. So the advice there from the Environment Agency is if you're in a house and you've got belonging, A, turn off the electricity. 
turn off the electricity, you don't want to sort of have any risks of electrocution or anything like that, and move stuff upstairs. You have to sort of stack it upstairs. You don't want to lose furniture, you don't want to lose, you know, your Christmas tree presents and stuff. Move it upstairs. The more stuff you can move upstairs, if you're lucky enough to have it upstairs, the better it is. So we'll have more uh, more advice to you later. We'll be finding out the hottest toys of the year. I hope I've got one. Uh, the Serpentine Swimmers. Mad as broomsticks, I'm afraid, most of them. They, they just want to go out and do it. <coughs> You've got to be very hardy for something like that. And we'll look ahead to the Queen's speech. Uh, lots of pictures of little Lucy Mecklenburg, still single, still out by herself, uh, with Sam Fahir's wearing... I think she's a bit old to be going out to nightclubs. I thought nightclubs were really for sort of 18 to 19-year-olds. Any older than that, you should be in sort of something something a little bit akin to sitting down and having dinner. You know, you don't go out to nightclubs and, and, and you look at all the poor people in Essex and I've, I've, uh, having got family in Essex and things like that, nobody looks like this. Nobody looks like this at all. It's only in Brentwood that these people come out. It's not the sort of place that, that you would expect to find, you know, me. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be going to Sugar Hut any time soon. <laughs> exactly. Only if they were playing carols and hymns. Yes, I mean, a Steve Allen special brought you from Sugar Hut. I don't think so. You won't be hearing that anytime soon. You also won't be hearing Welcome to In Conversation this week's Sam for Hears. There won't be any of that. But I, I, was, I was quickly going through, actually, Lucy, because every week Lucy cries in the programme. And to be honest with you, she is the sort of person who deserves to cry every week because uh, she, she can't... They, they, they can't stay with people in Essex. They've got no stability at all. There's more stability in the people around here in their relationships because they're all single. Anyway, and Lucy had been out in the past. She's been out with Mario Falcone about five times, uh, Mark Wright, Tom Pierce, and Dan Osborne, as well as Max George from The Wanted. I mean, is she working her way through the whole of Essex? You know, slowly, but she's ridiculous, honestly. What to be like me? Take up tapestry cushion covers. It's far more rewarding an experience. You know, I'm, I'm halfway working myself through the smaller version of the Bayer tapestry at the moment. It's, I just can't get those French soldiers right at all. I can't get... I've got them holding their little bows and arrows, and I, I can't do the arrow. You know, I can, I, can get, I can get the bow bit done, but I, just, I can't make them look French. So I've managed to miniaturise the whole thing down from 135 foot. It's coming down to about six inches square at the moment. Which, as far as I'm concerned, is more than enough for anybody. So we'll take a short break for the news. On FM, online, on your mobile and on digital radio. V Valen. Morning, everybody. Coming up to five past eight. It's going to be daft if I wish you all a Merry Christmas every single uh, time we come back after a break. But I'm going to do it in case you've just woken up. And you're going, what the Dickens is on the radio? Yes, it's the boy Alan. Helena says, morning, sweetie. Happy Christmas. It's the bank manager. Uh, my brother says, happy Christmas. He said, I've been sent some wonderful old family photos by Janet and Bob. Janet's my cousin. And Bob's her husband. Pictures, <coughs> excuse me. Pictures of mum, dad, all of dad's brothers, you and uh, presumably Andrew as well. So that'd be, it'd be nice to see those, actually. I like, I like stuff like that. I like old family photos. I've discovered, actually, half our family have got loads of photos that I've never even seen before. So uh, I'm looking very much to that. And great, great pictures of you on a tricycle next to dad's Austin 7. We should have an Austin 7. Uh and having dinner under control. Dinner is under... Marion is chief helper. Potatoes and sprouts are peels. See, I told you, he's peeling sprouts. He hasn't bought the ready-prepared stuff. What do you mean, potatoes peel? Why did... Honestly, I, I, I thought we sorted this out. You go and get the... I can't believe you're doing this. You go and get the ready-made roast potatoes. You put the tin in the... What's this peeling potatoes malarkey? I'm not in favour of that one at all. Chris Lowry has sent me happy Christmas messages, which is nice. Thank you very much indeed. And same to you down there. In uh, in Chelmsford, 
Chelmsford Fud finishes with Fud, and that's where we go to now, Manchesterford, and it's Paul. Morning, Paul. Good morning, Steve. Merry Christmas to you. Is it really? <laughs> I feel as though we've, we've had all year to lead up to this. And then, well, as we... I said the other day, it goes by like that, doesn't it? It does, yeah. All, all over by the shouting this evening, I suppose. It is true. So you're all up. Dad's up. He oh. is, thank you. Yes, oh. uh, he sends his very best wishes. He wanted me to come on air and say thank you to all my Facebook friends who I've made on uh, because of you in the mornings. Uh, we've not had the be- uh, best year, as you know. No, but, no. But uh, we're looking forward to everything later. Uh, my sister's coming down with the uh, great-grandchildren and various other assorted relatives at 12 o'clock. Lovely. So it's going to be a sort of a, f- a family day. It is, yeah. Which is quite and then, nice. of course, I've got to uh, get on the train Absolutely. in a couple of days to see some random bloke in uh, a side street in London. <laughs> Little bit of magic. <laughs> yes, apparently. <laughs> it's true. So do, do, do you do present buying, or have you stopped present buying? Uh, no, we're still doing a fair bit of uh, present buying. Yeah. Uh, but mostly with the older ones now, of course, it's money. Yes. And they say, isn't it funny? Money, see, I, I, even for a couple of my, my, my godchildren, it's money this year. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, so far as uh, the eldest of the kids are concerned, uh, we've given them 50 quid each type of right. thing. Yeah. Um, and with the younger ones, it's uh, stuff for uh, the PS3s and all that yeah. kind of stuff, you know? Is, is, is £50 pounds considered, except it seems, to me, it seems an awful lot of money because we never got that when I was a kid. Well, I believe that's about the norm these days. I mean, uh, when I was a kid, we got, say, uh, a pound in uh, a card at, on your birthday yes. and that kind of stuff, and that yes. was about it, really. God, and you, were, and you were lucky to get a pound. We used to get a ten-bob note. Oh, I remember ten-bob notes. Ten-bob yeah. notes? I used to, I, if you opened a birthday card and there was a, if there was a pound in there, blimey, you'd done really well. Oh, yeah, and then, of course, you had to make sure that you saved the card yes. so that you had to write a thank-you note. <laughs> so, right, and then you go, Mum... Have you got Auntie Julie's address? Dear Auntie That's Julie, right. thank you for the pound that you sent me. Yeah. <laughs> and you could uh, buy one of those Top of the Pops albums for 19 and 11 pence. Oh, yes. Yeah, do you remember, do you remember that uh, Hallmark weren't they on, if I remember? Yes. Oh, and they always of... had the dolly bird on the front <laughs> with a right. pile of backing singers. <laughs> th- do you know, I think that all those things now, I mean, people used to, used to collect them if you couldn't afford to buy the proper record. Yeah, but you and I have both said before now the worst of the lot was K-Tel. Yes. Cramming uh, so many tracks onto an album, it was impossible to queue them all up. You couldn't do it at all. Oh, just tell me about it. I used to do the uh, school disco, yeah. and many an occasion I fell foul of them. Yeah, and also the sound quality was appalling. Oh, it was, yeah, because you'd, you'd queue it up, they'd hardly able, uh, be able to hear anything, and then the next thing, you blasted them out of the yes. hall. <laughs> Happy days, though. Oh, definitely. Now, just on a serious note, I wanted to say thank you to yourself for being there, uh, starved as we are up here in the north (laughs) of decent radio. Um, One or two people have actually asked me on Facebook and various other places if I'm actually real. Well, I was the last time I looked. If you're real? (laughs) Yeah. Yes, I think so. (laughs) Um, As I said, just... Thank you ever so much for everything you've done for all of us this year. Um, I'm a full-time carer now, as you know, and yes. uh, there are so many of us now who listen to you first thing in the morning. Yes, um, I'm not going to bore you with the list of people to say hello to, no. but uh, they all know who they are anyway. 
and I shall look forward to seeing you very soon. Oh, and by the way, the tweet I sent you yesterday about the snow, it disappeared. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> we don't want the snow just yet, do we? No, I'd like to be able to get down to see you, then get back, get back home again, then it can do whatever the heck it likes. Absolutely. Paul, have a Merry Christmas. Lo- love to Dad. And to you. See you very soon. Take care. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Paul in Manchester. I love the way when people sort of say, are these people real? Because you get things from uh, from people over the years. And there have been presenters on LBC over the years who, who have had characters phone them. I mean, at some point, somebody actually had the audacity to suggest that my auntie Enid was fictitious. Now... You know, I mean, I don't, want to, I don't want to make a big deal about it, but you know she's in a home, and she's been there. I mean, she didn't want to go. We actually, we, we had to put her in there, because she's just becoming a bit of a... Not, I mean, not to the point of an ASBO or anything like that. It's just that we thought it was safer to put her in the home. And so she's in there. She's quite happy. She's with people that, that like her, some of them. And, uh, and, you know, mainly the staff are tolerant of her, so that's OK. But unfortunately, this week, we've had a bit of a disaster. We've had to take her teeth away. So Christmas lunch today is going to be a little... She's having to have everything uh, put in a liquidizer. It's the only way she's going to actually get through Christmas. So she won't have the faintest idea what it all uh, tastes like. My brother says, all the food from M&S, but they're ready-done roasties aren't a patch on mine. He says, wait and see. We've had this before. We've had this disaster. I might have to go and eat out. I might actually get something at a little chef or a happy chef on the way down. Sprouts were accident, he says, as I thought they were prepared. Did it say prepared sprouts on the on the packet? If it didn't say that, he says, wait and see. He says, I thought they were prepared. All the old pictures were on a CD for you. Oh, lovely. It's nice, isn't it? Better play that later on. Uh, what else was I doing? Oh, yes, I've, I've got so many of your texts and emails. Please, please bear with me. Uh, so Duncan is wishing us a Merry Christmas. That's Duncan Barks. And uh, Chris Lowry says, Happy Christmas. And on Twitter, Ricky Raymond is wishing people a Merry Christmas as well, which is lovely. Uh, let's go through some of these. There's, there's hundreds, 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 so please bear with me. Uh, somebody says, uh, May the rest of your shows be successful. Yes, I hope so. I mean, this year we have done phenomenally well. I mean phenomenally well. Even, you know, even surprised our own expectations. We certainly didn't expect, because every three months... Uh, every three months you have to sit down in a little room with some of the management, in fact, actually quite a lot of the management, and all your contemporaries, and you sit down and they go through the audience figures. So you sit down and you, and you have to sit there and they do it on a graph form. It's all, it's graphs and boxes, and it looks like they're, they're sort of doing some, some computer game. And, of course, if you haven't done particularly well, everybody knows about it. Everybody gets to, so you have to sit there and suffer the humiliation. It's, abs- it's, it's really the most humiliating experience, but it kind of kickstarts people into doing something because you have to make an effort if you're doing a pre- You can't just sit down and expect an audience to arrive. Consequently, when it gets to four in the morning, we've changed a lot of people's habits. In fact, we uh, appear to have changed quite a lot of people's habits because this time round, it's just gone through the roof. It's just gone absolutely mad. So no other radio station for Duncan Barks and for myself in the LM comes anywhere near so far away. It's embarrassing. They might as well just get in a car and drive a long way away. We don't often blow our own trumpets, but occasionally you have to because somebody says, oh, you know, how do you know how big your audience is? Well, I don't I don't do the things. If I did it, I'd, I'd give myself even extra people on. Uh, Lee and Di in Benfleet got dad over for dinner today. No, you're not having a turkey. You're just having your father again on the table. It'll be nice. So up early, boiling the sprouts. Oh, surely not this, this soon. Had a power cut yesterday for over 10 hours. Very stressful. So sympathies to those people without power for today. Uh, Sue Ann says it's uh, son's birthday. Daniel Harvey, 26th. 26th. 
How, how exciting was being 26 be? Rupert the firefighter says best for the new year. Off to work now. You see, people do go to work. Uh, Pat and Brian Cooper. Lovely Pat and Brian. Wish all who know it's a very happy Christmas from Brian and I. Thank you for the hours of pleasure. Just the hours is it, <laughs> Pat and Brian. <laughs> happy Christmas to you both as well. And uh, I got the card, thank you. Uh, we grow our own potatoes, tomatoes, onions, carrots, peas and other vegetables. No buying from a store, Steve, when we can grow our own. That's not Pat and Brian, even though it's, it's, in, the, it's in the family. Uh, Jackie says, uh, so the mantra for Christmas presents is something they want, something they need. Yes, I mean, I always ask people. I've, I've, I've sort of stopped doing that. Let's just go and buy a random present. You've got to buy things for people that they want. Because otherwise they look at it. My brother buys the most inappropriate presents. You know, I'll look at somebody about it and I think, you don't in your right mind seriously think, are they going to wear that? So, I have to, so in, in the end, I think he buys things deliberately, knowing that I'm going to give them back to him. And so that he then takes them back and goes and buys something that he wants. Ricky Raymond is wishing us all a Merry Christmas as well. That's the one who apparently is going out with one of the cast of The Only Way's Essex. I think he's going out with Jessica Wright. I think she's going out with Ricky Raymond. And, uh, and crowds of people at Sandringham this morning hoping to see, I think, four generations of the royal family. Because it went through a period at Sandringham where, where not many people turned up. There was a little handful of diehard, diehard royalists. And uh, this year, they, they've actually pulled a bit of a crowd. There'll be uh, totally inappropriate hats, generally worn by Eugenie and Beatrice. They generally turn up. And you look at the hats, you think, where in God's name do you get a hat like that from? But all the photographers will be there with the family turn up to go to church. And they've got the sniffer dogs out. And uh, lovely. Very nice. Quick time check for you. I am only doing this under protest. I wouldn't normally mention that, oh, dear, Jodie Marsh has wished people a Merry Christmas. <gasps> How delusional do you have to be? <laughs> Dear me, how ghastly. I'm so sorry. I'll take that one back. Quarter past eight. LBC 97.1 on LBC 97.3. There you go, Nick Ferrari. I must tell you, actually, it's Larry Lamb who's coming on after me this morning at ten o'clock. But let's talk to one of those people for whom jumping in cold water appears to be a bit of a tradition. Lots has been cancelled this year, but in the serpentine, they're climbing in as per usual. And joining us now is Lily Alcock. Lily, good morning. Good morning. Well, good, good for you. How, how many years have you been jumping into the serpentine? Um, well, this is my second year. Why are you doing but, it? Um, I'm not sure, <laughs> but <laughs> um, my dad has been doing it three years. Right. So that kind of started it off. But it, right. it, it's it's a it's a nice it's nice thing to do. Yes, and there's a, lots of really nice people here. So. That, that's true. It's also very cold, isn't it? Yes, at the moment it's six degrees, I think. Oh, lovely! Um, <laughs> but it ha- this, it's gone up. Um, um, two weeks ago, it was three degrees. Good. So it's a bit cold. I'm, yes, I'm, I'm actually told though for those, and I have jumped into cold water before. That once you're in, it's fine, and your body will adjust itself. Yes, that's true. But um, also. Um, over the year, as it gets colder, your body gets used to it, so it's not as big a shock right. um, to you after a bit. But do you it, need to cover yourself cold. with anything? Do you need, I know I've, I've spoken to people who've swum the channel before, and they cover themselves with goose grease and goose fat and things like that. You don't do that, do you? Not in the serpentine, no. No. Because there's no salt, and so you don't, you, your swimsuit doesn't rub. Oh, right. And how, how long do you stay in the water for? Well, as it's only a 40-metre race, yeah. I think today... Oh, no, it's, today it's a 100-metre race. Right. But normally it's a 50-metre race. Um, 
will be in the water for about a minute. Oh, right. The faster ones, but the the slower ones will be in the water for about five minutes. Right. So it's it's not so long, but it's still quite hard. And is it is it is it, is it, is it sort of clear water in the surface? I don't know. I mean, can, can you touch the bottom or? Um, in on this side, you can on the side nearest to um the um the clubhouse. Yeah. You can touch. It's like knee depth. Right. But the further you go along, the deeper it gets. Ooh. And. It, and right at the edge of the marked off bit, um, you can't feel. I well, I can't touch the bottom. And are there are, are there fish in there and stuff like that? Um, yes, Ooh. but I haven't. I've seen one. Right. But um, but there's you can never see them. So well, frightens the life out of me, Lily. I have to be honest with you. Nothing on earth would get me. How, how many of there are there? Da- how many of you are there down there? At the moment, um, there's probably about fifty. Fifty. It's it's still forty. It's for, still forty minutes till nine o'clock. Right. So, um, there w- uh, there will be about ninety swimmers here, Good and Lord. about four hundred people coming to watch. Wow! And are you the youngest? Do you think? Um, well, I'm one year older than the youngest, who's Anna. Right. Um, but she's not here yet. Um, and she's been coming here, I think, a year longer than me. Wow. I'm not sure. And you get a medal or something at the end of it for having done it? <laughs> no, but we do do a, um, a secret Santa. Um, so we all get our presents at the end. And also the person who wins gets a trophy. But I'm never going to win because I haven't been here long enough. Oh, bless. <laughs> well, listen, at, at the end of it, presumably you can then go back home and then, then you carry on and have a family Christmas. Yeah, Excellent. Well, listen, enjoy the day. Okay. Have a nice time, and uh, fingers crossed that one year you will win the cup. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks, Lily. Bye. That's Lily Alcock. So she's one of about 90 people who are going to jump in the serpentine. You see, for me, I don't have to put my feet down and feel seaweed or... Oh, God, makes me feel ill. Makes me feel ill. But uh, she, she has swum the channel, apparently, before now, as a relay. God, yeah, it's very good for, for 12 years old, isn't it? I can't do anything like that. Absolutely not. Uh, right, here we go. Season's greetings, Katerina. And uh, another one says, uh, I'm one of the many stranded ones who had to ditch travel plans yesterday. Oh, God. And somebody said, Steve, the best way to get presents is to get them to set up an Amazon wish list. So easy. And they'll also gift wrap and deliver them. Brett, better. I like that one. Really? Your dad did that. That's nice. I don't know what I'm going to get for Christmas. I'm always the worst person to buy for. I'm quite... I didn't ask for anything. I don't... I, there's nothing I need. I can't think of anything I need off the top of my head. Uh, Mark, he says, Can you please wish Happy Christmas to Hannah, Charlotte, Stephen and Paul, the stars of Hansel and Gretel, which is on at the Brentwood Theatre. They're featured on the front of the local paper for having had a whip round for a local family, Rob, last week, and we're coming for a special night out at the theatre this week. Thank you, Mark. And I uh, hope you have a really full house. Hansel and Gretel is at the Brentwood Theatre. Proper people. Proper people. Julie says, thank you for making my mornings. Uh, Mel in Tunbridge Wells says, I love my sprouts and fish pie too. And uh, Sanjay says, uh, all regular listeners, happy Christmas, including Noreen, Paul in Manchester, Pablo and everybody else. Uh, Steve, Auntie Enid has been alive for over 100 years. Do not pick on this woman. It's not her fault. I know that you think she died some years ago and has been embalmed, but I promise you she is to... It's only this year, and this is the first year that we've had to take her teeth away from her. Uh, it's so... It's so her, her, her Christmas... We, what we, we, I've said to Matron, 
I've said, listen, put everything in the liquid, do everything. So she's adding everything in there, the turkey, the roast potatoes, the sprouts, and then we're going to add a bit of extra excitement for her. We're going to put the Christmas pudding and the custard in at the same time. So that way she, she's got all her meal, and she can drink it through a straw. You see what she, because, and she's not getting the teeth back till after Christmas. It's an incident. I don't want to go into it now, but, you know, she was nearly thrown out. And it was, it was a, anyway, we, we pay anything to keep her in there. Uh, more birthdays for celebrating today. Lots of people celebrating, so happy birthday to you. And uh, happy birthday, Jen. And that's from Mum, Kathy, Steph, Abs, Max, Josh, Davy, and Dan. And uh, so, set, Steve, no doubt your favourite Towie star, Gemma Collins. <laughs> We'll have a fitness DVD out, says Bernie. Oh, I sincerely hope not. And uh, one here is uh, listening to you whilst driving to Saffron Walden with my dogs to spend Christmas with my dad, sister and goddaughter Zoe. Every good wish to you and our listeners and ease off the sprouts. Oh, let's see, Ian Dale. Oh, bless. Oh, we're sorry, we've only just got round to you. I do beg your pardon. We've got so many, Ian, as you can well imagine. Brian and Ealing Common says, nice to hear the international listeners to the show. Viv in Chelmsford, hello. And somebody said the LBC presenter should bring out a fitness DVD. What do you reckon, Ian? Think we could manage a fitness... No, I didn't think we could either. It just doesn't work at all, does it? Let's have a quick chat to, uh, to Graham. Hi, Graham. Good morning and a very happy Christmas to you, Steve. Thank you to you as and well. And I hope you have a lovely day. Uh, just just getting up and wandering around, wanted to ring you and, and, and just say this point, which very, very, mem, mem, very many people who listen to know that you took the earlier slot with LBC and a lot of us miss you. You know that. You've been told it in lots of emails that the later slot suited the more uh, human being in us who <laughs> don't rise at four in the morning. But we do hear you occasionally. And uh, I'll just say this quickly that we, we will be taking some libation with a couple of friends down at the Barmy. Uh, lunchtime today, then back for roast turkey. First Christmas we've had where there's just us on our own because wow. my, my son and his daughter-in-law and one of our grandchildren are going to his in-laws and we do it in turns. The rest of my family have flown to our other daughter in Australia and we're on our own. But I tell you, Steve, it is fantastic. Yeah, it will be. It'll be it'll be nice to have have your lunch, put your feet up. You'll be having a nice time at the Barmy. You know, you'll have a nice time there. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And it's exactly what we're going to do. And then parting with uh, tomorrow, we're off to a, part, a local party in Twickenham. Uh, I would just like to take the opportunity to speak to people who have been flooded or are having a disastrous time, which isn't a long way away from Twickenham, no. down in Guildford and Dorking. What a dreadful thing to happen. And uh, can only hope that things get better for them, that's all. Because Absolutely. that was a sad thing to wake up to on the news this morning. It is so sad. close to... Home, dare I say. Yes, you're absolutely right. Well, listen, have a, have a blessed day. Have a lovely day. Give our love to all at the Barmy. And Barbara's here with me as well, yeah. Lots of love to Barbara. Of course. Thanks very much, Stephen. Thanks for talking. I hope to see you soon. Lots Thanks of love. Take much. care. Lot, and wonderful time to all the people at LBC. It's a, great, it's a great station, and I mean that. You know, we listen to it a lot, even though we don't hear you so much in the morning. You're getting all sentimental now. In a minute, you'll be I bursting into tears. Now, stop it. <laughs> Go away. Bye-bye. <laughs> happy, happy Christmas. Bye-bye, God bless. Steve. Thank Bye. you, Graham. Graham and Barbara, I know, because we've, uh, we have drunk. We have shared libation. We've shared libation at the Barmy Arms. So to Alec and, and Hillary and their family down there, and all the, the, all the publicans as well who have to work uh, over the Christmas period, we wish you a, a, nice, a nice day as well. I've got so many... 
of your uh, texts and emails. I'm going to try and get through as many as possible. Carol is in Johannesburg. She says, I am preparing Christmas lunch. I'm in stitches with your call from the lady from Israel. <laughs> Quite like Ian Dale wished us happy Christmas. Isn't that nice? Reverse the charges. He, um, no, it was good. Did he call? Did he text? No, he, he sent a text in. That's nice. I think he pulled into the side of the road because his, his invalid carriage is marvellous now. <laughs> he's, he's, he's moved up from two wheels to three. He's very good, but he's still got the disabled sticker on the back. He's good. I love Ian Dale. He's, he's spending Christmas with his dogs. Speaks very highly of you. He loves me. He loves me. And his dad as well. Sorry, not, not just his dog. How many dogs has he got? Has he got two or three? He's got two. Oh, does everybody know this? Does everybody know he's got two dogs? What, what sort of dogs are they? Fluffy dogs. You haven't got a pet, have you, Sam? No. Did you never want a pet? Did you never think about, you know, budgerigar or something? I've had enough time looking after myself. I know, I'm the same. Actually, somebody said to me, why don't you get a dog? And I said, it wouldn't really be fair, would it? You'd have to sit here on the floor, waiting till I finish the programme. be quite a nice sidekick for the show, I would have thought. You think so? We could have a sidekick. Some people have had sidekicks before. I quite like the idea of a sidekick. I'm quite good with things like that. But uh, not, not really... Do- we used to have, one of our presenters years ago used to bring her, her dog in. The yappy thing. Like <laughs> what it. about the dog? Yeah, Sadie used to bring her dog in. Oh, sorry. Oh, you just made me say it now. I just get into trouble. Because I saw her a short while ago. But uh, it's all going very well upstairs, isn't it? Is it? Yes. Why, why would it not be? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, are there any more people in? Well, it's the usual. The usual <laughs> staff. It's, usual it's manned. Is manned it? to the hilt. Is it really? Yeah. It's great. I love Christmas. There's such an, there's such an atmosphere, Ledger. There's such a friendly atmosphere of sort of bonhomie and, uh, and goodwill. And everybody sort of hugging each other. I like the hugging bit. I'm good at the hugging bit. I did, I did the hugging at the Christmas party on Friday. Good job I wasn't there. Exactly. It's a very good job you weren't there, I promise you. Listen, uh, for those people worrying about the time, and you don't need to worry too much about it today, it's the day where you can put your feet, unless you're, unless you're working, and there will be some people actually physically working, apart from us. But we love being here. We, I couldn't think of anywhere else I'd rather be. And I'm sitting here talking to you on the radio, because it's LBC. It's Christmas Day. It's Steve Allen with you. Only until 10 o'clock, but we've got the news coming up next at 8.30. Good morning, I'm Sam Pittis. The Environment Agency has 56 flood warnings and 90 flood alerts in place for the southeast this morning, with the severe flood warning still in place for the River Mole in Surrey. Tens of thousands of people are without electricity, with many flooded out of their homes. In Surrey, homes have been evacuated in Dorking, Leatherhead in Guildford, as well as in Tunbridge in Kent. Catwick Airport says it will be operating all flights out of the South Terminal today, and it's not expecting any significant disruption after a power cut caused massive problems yesterday. It's claimed the number of people using food banks this Christmas has tripled compared to last year. The Trussell Trust, which runs 400 across the UK, estimates over the last two weeks its food banks have fed 60,000 people, a third of them children. The Archbishop of Canterbury is to use his first Christmas Day sermon to highlight what he'll call the injustices facing Britain's poor. Justin Welby will call on Christians to challenge the causes of poverty, despite signs of an economic recovery in the UK. Reflection will be the theme of the Queen's Christmas message this afternoon. Her Majesty will remember major events from 2013, including the service marking the 60th anniversary of her coronation and the birth of Prince George. London's weather, some sunny spells for Christmas Day. Further showers expected, especially this afternoon. A maximum temperature 7 Celsius. Currently 6 degrees right now at Piccadilly Circus. This is LBC 97.3. It's 8.31. Christmas on Evalon. Morning, everybody. Merry Christmas. 27 minutes to nine. Graham and Barbara. Uh, another one here says, uh, this is Mike, says, what a treat to have you at this time of the morning. And Paula says, I'm spending Christmas with my wonderful special Phil, and I couldn't wish for being with somebody as special as him, but I've come down with a horrendous cold. Not much fun at Christmas, is it? Both Sam Pitters and I are suffering with the, uh, with the cough, which is 
Not not too brilliant if you're a broadcaster, I'm afraid. Uh, Gabriella says that the show today is Radio Gold. Well, she's offered to come and sing for us, so we, we decided to knock that one on the head straight away, I think. And uh, another one here says, you were very remiss at not noticing Ian Dale's greetings. Be very careful when you see him. He's has been known to wrestle people to the ground. <laughs> Oh, Ian, it'll live with you forever, I should imagine. Uh, Ian in Cornwall says, back to have a bacon butty and a glass of bubbly. Oh, dear. You could, can you drink alcohol at this time of the morning? Is that physically possible? I see, I could. The producer's brought in booze, but, I mean, she has a slight problem. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to say anything, but, you know, she's sort of, she's, she's going under the guise of, oh, it's for Christmas. But, in fact, secretly, I've seen her leaving here. She sometimes lurches out of the front. And she goes around the corner. You think, oh, God, she's, she's off to one of those shelters for the Christmas period. <laughs> I haven't named you just yet, but don't worry, I will in a moment. Uh, Jane in Windsor, happy and a healthy new year. Uh, somebody's out feeding cats around London. How many are there? Are there cats around London everywhere? Happy Christmas wishes to Hayley, uh, recovering, having been knocked down recently. Her injuries are temporary, but she's in a wheelchair. But she's on the mend. Did Auntie Enid bite the staff, Julie says. I can't... I don't want to go into it. I really don't. Uh, Dee says, Merry Christmas, Trevor. I've got candles burning, mostly for the nice smell. Uh, although, just in case, isn't such a bad idea. Watch it on my own this year, and OK with that, as uh, I've not even been able to send out cards. First year ever, but I've got Christmas dinner if I want it. And uh, thank you for all the, uh, the programmes. Don't worry. It's, uh, it's our pleasure. We love doing it. Uh, John Robinson says, thank you for another great year of radio. And he's the, the dedicated real ale and curry taster. Always available. Thank you, John, from Wargrave. You know, I, I did tell you, didn't I? My mother was evacuated to Wargrave during the war. We went, it's ever so pretty down there. Very, very pretty. It really is. And, uh, and Karen says, Santa has called. Our son Josh woke at five. And we finally came down the stairs at six. Total delight watching his face open the presents. Have a very happy Christmas with your families. I'm sure you will. Yes, I'm, I look forward to the drive. I know it seems odd. Most people don't look forward to the drive. I do. I like the drive. And, and I shall listen to Christmas carols all the way down there. I shall alternate between Larry Lamb and Christmas carols. OK? Christmas carols will probably win because I'm, I'm, it's my, my festive bit of the year. And I do sing along. Uh, Jackie will be singing along. Won't you, Jackie? Good morning, Steve. Morning. From a very flooded paddock wood. Oh, are you, are you underwater down there? Um, we are. We're between Yaldin and Tunbridge, and you would have seen those on television. Um, really, really bad. The scariest day of my life yesterday, being stuck in four feet of water in the car. Oh, um, no. Absolutely horrendous. But my house um, hasn't been flooded, thank God. Right. Has anybody else been flooded around there? Um, lots. I think a caravan site in Yordin was evacuated overnight and about half a mile from us the, the pub was evacuated with a boat um, oh, and yeah. fire engines, so pretty scary. So is, is it the river that's burst its banks down there? It's the River Medway. Right. So the whole of Tunbridge High Street has been flooded oh, and um, obviously the lanes to the yard where my horse is, we were bailing out water over the last two days but um we just have to add bedding now because yeah. um you know we, we can't do it anymore there's just no. too much water and you can't leave them standing in water can you you they you know you have to make sure they get to higher ground um well we can't because it's all it's all one it's level all... so oh. we we just have to bank up more um bedding at the back but obviously the horses can't lay down right because then they would get wet and damp <gasps> so all the dinner's prepared now, and um, we'll be off to the stables 
to um, sort the horses out shortly. Right. Oh, God. Is there any indication of when it when it's going to go down? I I I think um, it's sort of stabilising now. But again, we've got another torrent coming yes, on Friday. Yes, yes, that's what they've said. Thursday. For, oh dear, how dreadful! Yeah. Have you ever had this before? Uh, it always floods in Yordin every single year, but I've never been caught in it, and it, I've never seen it this bad. The, the water just goes for miles and miles. Yeah. And no point wearing Wellington boots, because it just goes straight over the top. Yeah. And are, are you getting enough information from the emergency services, or are you getting nothing? Um, no. If, if you register with the floodline, they keep you updated. And if you're fortunate enough to have a telephone line uh, working, then they can phone you but you just take everything upstairs yeah. obviously if you're old you can't um, that's very difficult yes absolutely and I, I, I said earlier on the worst thing after the flooding is the clearing up yes and everything that's floating uh, yes, through yes. your lounge and it's that mud and silt and everything else you've got to make sure you turn the power off and some people had it before I think a couple of years ago they, they were flooded they cleared it all up blow me down within a week they were back where they started again us, obviously, then it's very difficult to yes. insure your property. Yes, exactly. I mean, you're, you're literally, it's a catch-22 situation. Yes. They don't make well, it I, easy for you. I do have a Christmas list, Steve, if that's OK. Oh, I yes, know lovely. Paul was on, and I think he's left it to me. Right. So I'll, I will read it out as quick as I can. Here goes. So we have Karen, Paul and Bill, um, Diana, Jill, Suzanne, Gloria, Ellen, Simon, Terry, Diane, Laura, Vivian, Mike, Marion, lovely Rhett, Justin... Jane, um, Sheila and Raymond, who's extremely yes. poorly at the moment, oh. sending him um, wishes. Um, lovely Bill and Rommel. James Well, who sent me a great signed book this week. Susan Bookbinder, who's living it up in the sun. And the wonderful Christo. And oh. sorry if I forgot anyone else. If, if we did, we, we have to we add them as an afterthought. Yes. We add them as I an afterthought. add my husband on the end, who's Absolutely. Uh, still in bed. And, uh, lucky soul. <laughs> and uh, good luck to the fine silvers as well. Yes, of course. Good luck yeah, to them. Sending lots of prayers and um, absent healing out to Raymond Absolutely. and his family at this time. Away with you to the stables. Yes, Wellington boots, getting go and, ready. Go and sort them out. Go and sort Thank them out. And have a wonderful Christmas. Thank you very much, Jackie. And thanks to Kat. Okay. Thank you. Thank Bye. you. Thanks to Kat. Look at her. Look at her next door. Honestly, you'll never get a head through the door very shortly. Always, she's another one of my overnight producers. I seem. I generally sort of. I keep overnight producers. For, I forget who the longest is. Somebody said, "Have you heard from Sam, who's my current overnight producer?" Well, James is doing it at the moment because Sam's away in Malaysia. And, uh, and he, he did wish happy. He, he did send me a text the other day to my telephone because he's one of the few people who has my private number. And, uh, and so he sent me, he said, uh, having a lovely time in Malaysia, like I care. You know, it, it doesn't bother me. I hate people that say, oh, here we are, we're lying on the beach, you know, it's wonderful and the weather's fantastic, you know, just to make me really feel ill about it. Still to come, the hottest toy of the year. I think he's run out of batteries, though, because we're not having much luck finding him. Uh, and uh, Les and Sandra in Lewisham says, wonderful to hear your voice again. Uh, we do miss you since you took the earlier slot each day. I, you, I'll, I'll have to convert you. I'll have to convert you into, into waking up at, uh, at four. Somebody said, have you been on the sunbed this morning? It does look like that, doesn't it? Sheila in Dulwich says hello to my wonderful partner, Ed. We love your programmes. Beverly in Richmond. See you in January, says Anne in Peckham. Uh, to everybody from, uh, Pauline in Waltham Abbey to Mama Pat. Mama Pat, which is lovely. And, um... Uh, it has to be a special day. Steve Allen is on. There you go.
84850. Thanks. Uh, I won. Oh, David uh, in Bristol. He he got the uh, the Roku, which we gave away on the uh, the programme. And another one here. As usual today, instead of being sad, I'm laughing, says Blanche. And Merry Christmas to all the LBC uh, presenters and all the staff. Yes, Merry Merry Christmas to uh, to all the staff at LBC. Uh, some more of your... T- oh, it's gone. Wait a minute. Uh, some more of your... Oh, where's it gone to? Wait, come back here, honestly. Uh, Neil says, uh, the day has finally come, like a well-planned military mission yesterday, as Haley, little Teddy and I set off to collect our Christmas order from M&S at 7am, then a quick quick yomp into Tesco for all the last-minute items, and back home for eight. Mission successful. He says, I hope all your listeners across the miles have a lovely day, whatever they're doing. We've all got one common denominator. That's me. He says, I shall blame the post office, but I still haven't received your card, Steve. Maybe next year. I'll give you some chocolate money at the Magic Circle. He roasted his chestnuts last night. Titter ye not. All ready for the stuffing and a few to add to the sautéed sprouts with lardons of bacon. Lovely jubbly. Lorraine asked me to assemble a little car for our grandson Teddy's first Christmas. Two hours later, a throbbing thumb where where I hit myself with the hammer. It was like being in the Krypton Factor. Lots of head scratching taking place. But eventually, I got it all made. He says, I hope you do get around to treating yourself to that new Bentley in the new year. And don't forget, I'm waiting to have the old one. He says, drink some nice bubbly and be merry or even merry. And uh, a mention to lovely Lorraine, daughters Katie, Haley, and our little Teddy. So, uh, looking forward to seeing you very, very soon. Yes, I'm looking. I certainly won't be drinking bubbly, though. I'm not a. I, I, I did say before, I tend not to drink over Christmas because I'm going to be driving, and it's so easy to just sit down and have lots and lots of booze. So I tend not to do it. I'm. I'm. I'm quite good at, at being restrained over Christmas. I should get back home this evening. I should have a couple of drinks, but uh, I certainly won't be drinking down. These. I shall have to be sorting out this, br- this Brussels sprout thing. If that doesn't work, it's terrible. And um, Lee's off uh, to see the family. Lee Baldry. Obviously not working on television today. One of those rare days where he's not working. Uh, 84850. Is this place called... We had this the other day. Is it Puglia in southern Italy? It's Puglia, is it? Oh, right. And it's Jane who's listening over there. Says sympathies to all those suffering the uh, the weather. It's appalling, and they're they're dreading it because there's more rain forecast. I'm afraid, which is not good. Mavis says I was talking to the Luxor family last night. They joined me in wishing you a very merry Christmas. This is a family of of children over in Luxor, and uh, they look after them in this home. All the all the street kids are looked after there, and so they all send me a calendar every year. And uh, happy little bunch they are too. Very happy little bunch. Uh, Winnie says, I'm toasting you with a cup of tea and some Christmas biscuits. What the dickens is a Christmas biscuit? We haven't got any Christmas. I, need, I should have brought some biscuits this morning, but I didn't buy any, actually. <coughs> Never mind. David in uh, Streatham is having smoked salmon and scrambled egg for breakfast. How lovely. Is it proper scrambled egg? Have you actually made scrambled egg? That's lovely. And uh, this is my first year, he says, without mum who sadly left us in July. Oh, it's horrible, isn't it? It is terrible. Especially because you always remember at Christmas. It's always... It's the first Christmas that is the most difficult for people who've, who've lost somebody. And I always say to people, you know, make the most of everybody while you can because they're not here forever, much as though you want them to be. There comes a time when they're not and it leaves that huge void in your life. And that's where we come in. That's where we come in. And so Merry Christmas to, uh, to you, David, and to, uh, to Noreen... And to John Warrington. Oh, and the odd producer who has to turn things on. They are very odd producers. I really, sometimes they're very peculiar. 
I don't know where they come from. They just sort of sit there. I sort of walk in and there'll be somebody different. I had one the other day who was very nervous. He sent me a, he sent me a text saying, I'm very nervous about it. But he managed it. James was OK. He got through the programme. He was fine. He was very good. We sorted out the uh, the cars and everything else uh, with uh, with Cat. Two mentions on the programme. I have to start charging for those. I don't think it allowed that many mentions on the programme. And Dan has set his uh, alarm. He says, Danny is snoring beside me, having a great time. They're in America at the moment. They've decided to take the kids away. So there they are. They're going to have uh, Christmas dinner at the Great Uno this evening. And they plan on, piti- uh, on hitting the pool later on. Oh, did I? Do you remember I told you years ago? Not years ago. I told you a few. Oh, I could take a break. I'll tell you in a moment, actually. Just remind me. Epping Food Italian. OK. 13, 14 minutes to nine. This is LB 7.3. Steve Allen. Morning, everybody. Season's greetings. I bet there's about three or four of you listening at the moment. Flat on your back with a champagne bottle in your mouth, I should imagine. Uh, Lee says, oh, sadly, I am working tonight. Think of the money. Think of the money. He says, the whole show, because I'm the only mug that will work. Roll on four hours, 54-minute show. (laughs) It's awful, isn't it, really, when you've got to work? But, I mean, it's okay. You get to put makeup on. Come on. Don't knock it. And in radio, we don't get anything like that, anything at, at all exciting. You just have to sort of turn up looking the way you do and then sort of hope that you get through the programme. Although I didn't worry about it this morning. I, I did walk in and think, well, there's no papers on Christmas Day. And I do enjoy <coughs> looking through the papers. So I'm assuming we'll have them tomorrow. We'll have... Well, I'm not here. I'm not here tomorrow. I've actually got a day off. I've never had a day off like that. Not in the middle of Christmas. Normally, I, I work Christmas because it doesn't... Because I work early. If I was working later in the day, then it, it would be... Uh, it would be different. But because I finish at, at 10 o'clock, I can get down in time for lunch. I'm going to have a nice leisurely, leisurely drive down. I need to put some petrol in the car. Do you think filling stations are open? Yeah, of course they are. So, let me tell you the story about Epping. We used to go with the godchildren and the family to a place in the middle of Epping called Unico. It was the best Italian restaurant we've ever eaten in. It was fantastic. The food portions were great. It was big. It was wonderful. It was, we just loved it. We loved it. And then, for some reason, it closed. Various stories about why it closed and all the rest of it. And then somebody said to me a couple of weeks ago, they said, you won't believe this, but Unico is opening up again. I went, really? Because it turned into a chain and we went there and it, it wasn't, wasn't the same. Whereas Unico, you could go to every week. It was, it was that good. And so he's opening up again, apparently in Bishop Stortford, which isn't that further on. So I'm looking forward to that. We, well, I'll keep you informed because the, we thought the food was sensational. We loved the food. They did pizzas and they did specials and they, they used to do a most beautiful sirloin steak with a green peppercorn sauce, which with chips was absolutely delightful. Absolutely the best ever. So we like things. So, I'm, so if it opens up again, I shall, I shall let you know. Over to St Albans. Noreen, good morning. Morning, Steve. Happy Christmas. And to you as well. And to you. And happy Christmas to John and everybody that's listening. Yes, and to, uh, I think Paul Savory had a disaster the other day. I can't remember what it was. He, he, he bought... His ham. That's right, his ham. What was it? He bought a ham locally. I think it cost him £90 <gasps> and it was rotten. No. So I think he had to hop foot to Sainsbury's or Waitrose. £90 for a ham? That's what he said, yeah. Wow. Oh, is that one of those ones where you buy and then you, you take slices off it? It's on the bone, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't thought, imagine yes. what a ninety-pound ham could look like. I can't imagine spending ninety pounds on no, a ham. No, no. Sounds a lot of money. So, what are you doing today? Um, just Brian and I today. Um, we may see Josh and the children tomorrow. Um, we've got friends here the day after. Right. So, but I've been struggling with a migraine for about four or five oh, days. So, no. you know, I'm playing it by ear, really. So, yeah. Do you yeah. know, I've, I'm I'm dead lucky. Touch wood. <clears throat> I've never had a migraine. 
And I very, 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 very rarely, and I mean like once once every blue moon, get a headache. Mm. I don't, it's, it's one of those funny things. I don't, even if I've had a few drinks, I don't get a headache. No. Well, I don't get headaches, but do you remember, I was in hospital about six months ago, yeah. having yes. tests, yeah. Mm. And, what so, are they, and what have they, they come up with? Well, all it's a migraine. I have a tablet and I take it and it's, it usually kicks in within about an hour. Right. But if it doesn't kick in, that's it, end of the day. Oh, <laughs> dear. And you just take to your bed or? Yes. Oh, how awful. Yeah. We had a bit of a disaster. <laughs> the usual Brianism on um, uh, Monday. We went to Sainsbury's. Right. And we got there about 12. We did very well. Um, I left him for a short time. He came strolling back with somebody else's trolley. No. <laughs> we had to sort of search the supermarket <laughs> to find whose trolley we'd got. No, no. But we'd got um, this lady's bag and everything. Oh, no. That's mm. awful. Mm. But we were still in and out in about an hour, and that was only on Monday, well, so good. that wasn't bad. No, I mean, yesterday, it was, I mean, shelves are emptied in supermarkets around our way. Mm. It's, I mean, it's, it's absolute madness, because everything's going to be open tomorrow. Yes, yes, of course they are, yeah, all the sales. But, yeah, yeah. but obviously some people sort of buy all the food, go in, lock the door, batten down the hatches, and that, that does them for all the, all the time. Mm. Awful, yeah. really, isn't it? Right. So you're going down to Andrew and Marion, yes? Yes, today. Yeah, have a lovely time. And um, we've got my, my brother's kids and yes. uh, Marion's children as well. Yes. Children, they're, they're grown up now, for goodness sake. Yes. But uh, my brother's uh, are grown up as well, so there's going to be a, li- a little table full. Yes, and then you've got the adorable godchildren tomorrow, haven't you? Yes. Well, put it this yes. way, if, if, if the roast potatoes don't turn out right today, you know I'll be moaning about yes. it in two days' time. Yes. He and you're not on tomorrow. You're not on tomorrow. Uh, no, not on tomorrow. No. 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 Actually, no. Got a, I don't know what to do. I've never had a day off before <laughs> the middle of Christmas. <laughs> we didn't go down to godchildren a bit early. Well, that'll, that'll surprise them, because they've mm. also got a house full down there. I think there's five, six, seven, there's nine of them. I shall be the tenth tomorrow. Oh, to dear. Up. And it was lovely to see you the other week. Yes, it was. It was good, wasn't it? It was fantastic for you to turn up, yes. It was lovely. Down at the Barmy Arms. Yes, yes. Can I just say, I'm not going to read out a great long list, but can I just say, first of all, sympathies to everybody that's been affected by the flood, and Mm. also everybody that is grieving for lost ones, um, just thinking of them. Mm. You know, I mean, I still miss my mum after 13 years. Yeah, so, it never changes, does it? It, it never no, changes. No, no. And John's friend, a lovely friend of John's, lost somebody within the last couple of weeks. Mm. So, yeah. Well, let's okay. hope everybody has a, a peaceful day, Norman. Yes, yes, OK. And love to everybody, all your listeners, every single one. OK. Thank you. Take care. Yeah. OK, bye. Bye. There's Noreen in St Albans. Helena, good morning. So right. My brother's texted again. He's now getting into this thing. He's now getting into it. Here we go. This is, this is your worst night. If these potatoes don't turn out right. He says, but my... Uh, wait a minute. Oh, it's quite a long one, this one. My Christmas quiz is ready, and we even have Christmas quiz napkins. It's fun, fun, fun all the way today. Games and more games. I love the Christmas village you dropped off. I have lots of lights, music, and even a laser light in my display cabinet. Cool or what? Only my balcony has Christmas light display. God, it sounds ghastly, doesn't it? <laughs> My family, mad as broomsticks, I'm afraid. Mad as broomsticks. Uh, another one here from <laughs> from Helena, who's uh, getting into the habit now, which is wonderful. <laughs> and uh, and Lee, who is working tonight. Think of the money, honestly. Think of the money. It's nice working Christmas. I think working Christmas is great. It's great, for, great fun round here. 
Ho, ho, ho. I mean, it really is. We're really entering into the spirit of Christmas, ladies and gentlemen. More of your texts and emails. Uh, <coughs> Dean says, not only are we working at Addison Lee, but it's very busy. I know I heard the controller coming in. He said, can everybody head over to South London? He said, I've got work for you there. So I'm assuming South London's terribly, terribly busy this morning. Uh, somebody's losing us on the M4 Junction 15. Bar humbug, Steve. Vanessa's raising a glass. Les is in Wickford. And, uh, and and Jeff says, what did your auntie Enid do during her working life? Was she in entertainment? Well, thought of. She she entertained quite a few people in her in her life, and uh, I don't know whether you'd actually call it entertainment. I mean, she never she never juggled or anything like that, you know. But uh, she does like. I mean, we, we we tried to get her put in Brinsworth, but they didn't want her. They didn't class what she did as entertainment. But uh, no, she's. I mean, she, she, she's more entertaining now. She's elderly. I promise you. Uh, Bev from Sonning-on-Thames says, I've converted my husband. How fantastic. Who now listens to you every morning, as I was always talking about the show. And I love it. Great way to start the day. It certainly is. Uh, Auntie Joan, Lily, and Debbie, who love listening. And uh, Matthew and his partner Haley says, Linda from Staines. A new baby boy yesterday. Baby and mum, all home for Christmas Day. And love to the family. Love the programme, says Linda Watts. Uh, Margie and Margaret says your team do a marvellous job. Yeah, they do, they do occasionally. I mean, they're all right. You don't want to make a big. They're no bigging them up too much, is there? On this kind of thing. Uh, eight four eight five zero. Steve at lbc Martin says enjoy your day. And uh, another one here that says I hope you, Cat, and all your listeners have a very happy Christmas from Madeleine. There you go. Three mentions on the programme. At £2.50 a mention, that's that's £7.50. Yes, yeah, she, she's with a C as opposed to a K. OK. Uh, Ryan, he says, my extra large turkey, which I got free thanks to compensation Mazda, is cooking slowly. Yes, I mean, you should put them in now if you want to eat the thing by about one o'clock, two o'clock. You have remembered to defrost, haven't you? I only ask because there's nothing worse than taking it rock hard out of the, the freezer. You can bang nails in with the blooming thing. Uh, you must remember, defrost, you must remember to take the giblets out. We've cooked ours on numerous occasions. Luckily, I think it's turkey crown today. I'm just worried about the roast potatoes and the Brussels. I might have to take my own Brussels down there. I think I might have to. And also take some of my own, my own roast potatoes, which you could put in the oven, just in case his don't turn out properly. It's the games thing. My brother plays games at Christmas. We'll have to sit down after you're eating lunch. Last thing you want to do is play games. He goes, right, here we go. First game. Oh, just... It's just, oh no, we never do charades. We do we do mental games. So he, he gets like twenty copies of the local informer paper, and we all get a copy. And, the, and he'll he'll go right. How much is you know a loaf of bread in so and you have to go through the paper as quick as possible, find the answer, and write it down. It's it's not fun at all. It really drives everybody mad. No, the moment he mentions, let's play games, we go let's not. Which makes it much easier. Uh, 84850. My friend Helena knows that I'm a cordon bleu cook. We will watch the Queen's speech. We will watch it. And I'll, I'll give you a rundown later on what she's going to be talking about. I have a sneaking feeling there's going to be a mention of a man in a plaster cast. I think that's, that's quite... I don't want to say too much. don't want to give too much away. You know, but I think she's going to be doing... And also, she, she's going to be looking forward to having a, a new addition to the family. Prince Philip will be there. A little blight, a little present for you. You know, and he'll he'll be there. I love Prince Philip. Hope he makes it through Christmas. We always worry that every year, don't we? Trinch, he's getting a train set, is he? Is that what he's got? He's got a train... How old is he? When you say a train set, they haven't bought him the Didcot railway line, have they, or something like that? You know, I'm going to give you Berkshire. 
<laughs> little present. I thought the, the royal family do things like whoopee cushions. Apparently, they yeah, love those old breaking wind jokes. They like that. Yeah, they have a, they have a limit. They, they, you know, even though they're very rich, they don't waste money. It's only us poor peasants that waste money. The royal family just do silly, you know, soap on a rope for Princess Anne, you know, the retrievable idea. And you get all these other things, you know, bath cubes for the Queen. I like that, you know. It's very funny. And we had, we had a pot noodle last year. I remember somebody telling me that they went for tea, they went for, for dinner at Buckingham Palace. Uh, it's a very well-known person, and she said they had, the Queen has these informal dinners once a month where you sit down. And it's obviously all new to them, so they invite people in who've been in the news. And apparently she was sitting next to Prince Philip, and he leant over and he said, Did you know, he said, we've got spotted dick for pudding. <laughs> she was quite excited. We'll take a short break for the news at nine. It's Christmas morning on LBC. Let's face it, it doesn't get any better than this. At this price, this is the best entertainment you're going to get, because it's free. So the news with Sam Pittis is next. On FM, online, on your mobile, and on digital radio, this Valen. I do look as though you walked out of the hospital, though, it has to be said. I don't know what, I mean, it is, it's, it's like one of those gowns that they get. Sam is wearing this, this, I know it's a shirt. in cheek. No, but it, it does, in, in, in hospital they give you these gowns. The, the difference is you've got a back to it. It's a collarless shirt, I'm having a Dickensian Christmas. Oh, right. Is it, they call that a Mr Chow collar, don't they? They call it a granddad shirt. Granddad shirt, is it? Because years ago, you could, you could put that on and then you could put a collar over the top of it. Do you remember that? Did you ever mm. see that film? There was a film, I can't remember, it had a bloke and... You need a collar stud. Yes, and you've got a collar stud mm. and you could go out and buy cardboard collars. Mm. And they would put them on there and so it were working class. Pictures on our website. Oh, no, there aren't. No, <laughs> there's not. But is, is that what it is? It's got a granddad shirt. Yeah. But the buttons don't go all the way down. I thought on a granddad shirt, buttons go all the way down. Do they not? It's like a vest, isn't it? It's a bit like a vest, yeah. It's a bit like a vest. I'm sure this is fascinating for everyone at home. That rivet People, they don't leave this programme. They don't. I wish they did. I wish, honestly, sometimes I think, you know, other programmes could benefit from this. If, if I could give half my audience away to other deserving programmes, I'd be a better person. I'm going to go upstairs and write the news now. Yeah, all right. Do you have a collar for that shirt, or is it... I'm going away. Okay. Just asking, you know, trying to make polite conversation, you know, as you do at the festive time of year. You know, just want to sort of, you know, imbibe a little bit of the bonhomie that's going on in the studio. Uh, having worked at London Zoosty for 47 years, says Ray, retired now, many Christmases working. Please send Christmas wishes to the zookeepers who are in today feeding their animals. We tend to forget about that, don't we? We forget. Yes, animals have presents, don't they? It's lovely. Thank you very much indeed for that. Little Julie... Says, uh, happy Christmas to you, your family, friends, your team and your lovely listeners, especially Winnie, Lindsley, uh, Lizzie, Janet, Michelle, Noreen, Mr Neil and Teddy and Sandy listening in America and Kevin the Milkman and Alan M and everybody who knows who they are. We do have a lot of very loyal listeners to, uh, to LBC. We have a, a real lot of loyal listeners. I mean, very, very. Go to the ends of the earth, I think. Go to the ends of the earth. I'm trying desperately to get through uh, all these emails and texts, so just bear with me, please. I'm in London... Says Suzanne from Yorkshire, this festive day with my 80-year-old mother, bless her. Looking forward to seeing at the Magic Circle with my wonderful Facebook playmates and special wishes to Marion's Ron, whose ticket I now have as he has an important hospital appointment. <gasps> those hospital appointments, those hospital appointments. Uh, lots of love from Lordairs and Claire. So they're eating, drinking, enjoying and being very, very merry. They love the podcasts. If you go to the LBC website, you can... Uh, you can learn uh, how to pick up that new app which downloads everything to your phone, which is very good. Magical Christmas from Ed in Orpington. He says, here's hoping you enjoy a terrific lunch. 
It's the games afterwards that we're all dreading, but we have to play them. I hope there's nothing complicated, because my brain switches off. I'm OK when I'm working, but when I'm not working, I, I tend to sort of just just turn off, I'm afraid, as I will do today. Uh, Karen is in the Cotswolds. Enjoy the parade. It always sounds lovely, doesn't it? It always sounds lovely, the Cotswolds, which is great. Uh, 84850. Piers Morgan. Do you think Piers Morgan will be interviewing Tom Daly? I bet he will. I bet he will. Oh, dear, that'd be one worth hearing, wouldn't it? Uh, out shopping, says Neil in Brentwood. Unusually, plenty of turkeys left on the shelves, but the Christmas puddings have sold out. Well, it's Brentwood, isn't it? There's bound to be a few turkeys still sitting on the uh, the shelves. Christine says, greetings from Ireland. Hope you enjoyed my Christmas card. Thank you. I've got so many Christmas cards this year. So many Christmas cards. Really lovely. And Liz in Colnbrook. I listen every day. Please wish my daughter Trudy, her boyfriend Jeff, my lovely granddaughter Matilda, a very happy Christmas, and my son Richard, his wife Lorna, and the boys Fred and Bob. It's like a two-way family favourite thing at the moment, this programme. I love it. Uh, Today, says Siobhan, we're off to spend our Christmas with our two boys, George and Charlie, to see Nanny Annie and all of my seven sisters. Going to be very quiet and dull. Not. Come down our place. Come and play games. Good old pop in. Presents for baby. I don't think Lorraine would agree, says Neil. In me not buying for small ones. Most of the presents under the tree are for our little grandson, Teddy's first Christmas. He says, uh, I suppose when, uh, when you're down with your brother and his partner, you'll be talking fishing all day. Ah, constantly. That and Arsenal. <laughs> Dolores. Hi. Morning. Oh, you're Good very morning distant. to you. You remember me, don't you? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, I wish you a very, very good Christmas. Thank you. And the rest of the year. Yes, I hope, um, I hope it's a good year this year. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Because there's so much uh, misery, and you know, especially yeah. with people not working and, and stuff. And I hope it will be much, much better. I, I mean, I, ho- I hope that, A, all the people who've had that terrible flooding, and I'm looking at images on the yes, television, I know. where it's, you know, cars yeah. underwater, rivers are flooded. You know, we all look at it and go, oh, isn't that pretty, isn't that pretty? And then you see the flooding and you see oh, the devastation. No, no. Yeah, it is. I mean, it would it would be pretty if if those people, poor people. I wish I got the room because I'd invite all of them. Yes, uh, it'd be, it'd be lovely. But they, the trouble is, you look at how much water there is, and all yeah. these houses. And I, I said yeah. before, it's it's not the water; it's the effects afterwards. Afterwards, yeah, all that slime and yes, and yeah, it's and all, awful, really, yeah. and it ruins Christmas for them it and does, into the yeah. new year. It does. Anyway, have I a- wish you all the best. Lovely. Bless you for that, Dolores. Have a, have a lovely Christmas. And I see Christmas. you in Twickenham somewhere. Oh, you will. You will. <laughs> you know where I hang out all the time. I'm okay, always in there. then, Steve. See ya. God bless. Bye. Bye-bye. God bless. Bye. Bye. Axel's having lamb shank for Christmas dinner. Oh, oh I'm boring. Uh, no, I had lamb shank. I've discovered, actually, lamb makes me ill. For Christmas... Yeah, well, they do, Marks and Spencer's do two lamb shanks, and you literally stick it in the oven, and you just heat it up again. It is delicious. It's very fattening, though. Lamb shank... Luckily, I, my, my, my body's a bit of a temple, as you know, and uh, it's just that nobody's worshipped there for some time, so it's fallen into a bit of desecration. But lamb shank makes me ill. If I have lamb shank and then go to bed, guaranteed, I only worked it out the last time, I wake up in the middle of the night think I'm going to be ill. And it must be something about lamb. I don't... Uh, it's, it is quite bad. But the shop, have you ever seen lamb neck? They do neck in the shops. And, it's, and you think, oh, that's the poor little lamb's neck. That was holding its head up. And I always think, where's the head gone? I don't like to think about things like that. I wish I'd not mentioned it, actually. It's ruined it today. Lewis says, happy Christmas. Oh, bless him, honestly. I wonder what he's doing for Christmas this year. Is he, is he up in... He's up north, is he? Grimsby. It's grim in Grimsby, as they say. 
Grimmin Grimsby. I know that. Actually, I've never been. I don't, have I been? No, I've not been to Grimsby. I've been to Hull. We used to live near to Hull. Exactly. It's, it's quite nice up there. It's another, another world. And uh, they, they, was, they did a thing. Have you seen this programme on the telly about Blackpool? And there's a bloke there who, who does a bingo thing and he gives prizes away. He said, not like all the other bingo places, one win, one prize. And so he goes up and he buys all this, all this rubbish stuff everywhere. And, and he gives it away. But he's just bought a shop with flats above it. Sorry, with uh, eight rooms above it. What did he pay for it in Blackpool? 36,000 freehold. Well, I wish we had something down here that you could... You couldn't even buy a garage down here for 36,000. It is ludicrous. The prices here have gone just completely over the top. I mean, you know, you, we, we worry about, you know, people not working. How people afford to live in London, I've got no idea. What with the fares going up next year? That's not great. Peter in Rotherhithe. Say, love this is. Can I wish you and your highly qualified team a Merry Christmas? <laughs> Trade Descriptions Act. Trade description. Highly qualified. This, job is, this must be the only job where you don't have qualifications. Nobody, nobody brings you in and they go, and so uh, what, what, what uh, A-levels have you got? What O-level? And you haven't got anything. You don't need anything. Provided you, you have the ability to learn how, how to drive the desk or produce a programme, you don't need qualifications for it. I don't think it makes the slightest difference whether you've got qualifications in this business. I'd like to go through all the presenters. That'd be an interesting thing, wouldn't it? Go through all the presenters and find out what qualifications they actually have. What did they walk out of school with? I wonder how many have got nothing like me. I wonder how many presenters have got that. Anyway, turkey in the oven, 08.45, lunch at one o'clock. He says, I'm awaiting family for lunch, four adults and a toddler. That'll be thrown all over the floor. Uh, Ryan says, only had two hours sleep for some reason, so very tired, very, very tired. You were, I, I think the sleeping... I climbed into, into bed last night. I was out for the count. I'm, I'm, I, really, I can't tell you what time I climbed into bed. Whatever it was, I remember thinking, I can go to bed a bit later. Another Christmas, another year. Lots of love from Bridget and David. Thank you very much indeed. It's always nice to see. And their, their clutch of dogs. Makes Lewis look a bit sad with his, his dog. They've got loads. One, two, three, four, five, seven... They've got seven. It's a, it's a performing troupe. No, actually, more than seven, isn't it? Sorry, I counted wrong. One, two, three, four, five, six, eight. Eight dogs. Eight dogs. <laughs> I saw some people walk it, dog walking the other day. The one in the middle looks like Lassie. Yeah, there were lots of Lassies, you know. They, they use quite, quite a few Lassies. So thank you, Bridget and uh, David. Merry Christmas to you uh, both. Uh, Annie and I are wide awake, says Bryn. Sorry? What? Who is? Oh, is he? Oh, right. OK. I'm going to talk to you in a moment, Bryn. I'm not going to read your thing out. There you go. They're in France. They're in France over there. They love it. They haven't got the weather that we have. And uh, Martin says, uh, sad news about the flooding in Surrey. Is there any online coordinating? No. No, there isn't. It's, it's people who are sort of registered. He says, can you help us to help? I don't know. I tell you what, because we, we finish very shortly, I, the only thing you can do is contact the emergency services and offer to help. He says, happy to feed anybody who needs it. That's nice. Nice thing to offer, isn't it? Blimey. Uh, but I don't know where you'd go for that. I don't know. At the moment, they, they, they can't do anything about the floodwaters because they've not gone down yet. And then it's going to rain again later in the week. So you can only, only hope, can't you? I think it's mainly neighbours who've helped out with, with people. Uh, Ian... 
Says Mary and Janet, two charming elderly ladies, full of fun, who founded the original Missing Persons charity, now Missing People. The offices were above Waitrose on Sheen High Road, and they invited one of my own charity's trustees, Eric Crowther, also a friend of theirs, and the older brother of the late Leslie Crowther, to lunch. Halfway through, when Mary rose to her feet, shot out of the restaurant to collar Trevor MacDonald, who'd just passed the window. She came back in, sat down and said, he'll do it. There you go. And that was the interview that you heard earlier on today, which is lovely. Uh, eight for eight five oh. Uh, Mark says, I'd like to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. Enjoy your presents, he says, because they won't be there for long because he's a bailiff. He comes round and takes things away. Mainly cars. His specialty is cars. He can get a car up in... What he does is, he takes his truck round, I think, he lifts the car so it's off the ground, then he goes and rings the doorbell. And that, by that time, people can't get the car back. So it's people who've literally bought the car, paying for it on the, on the higher purchase or whatever they call it now on a credit agreement, and then they stop paying but they're still driving the car around, so it's his job to go and get them back for the companies what own them. So that's it. So uh, it's going to be a miserable Christmas for some people, but he, he'll smile all the way through it, because he, he's, he's not taking them back from people who genuinely need a car. He's taking them back from people who, who don't. And for my friend Helena, I am Delia Smith. I taught her everything she knows about cooking. Quarter past nine. Christmas. Christmas. Three. Morning, everybody. 20 minutes past nine. Thank you to uh, Eamon and Mitchum. He says, re your buyer tapestry. And the problem about getting the soldiers to look French, sewing berets on them and stripy jumpers always works for me. Bless you. Thank you for that one. That's, uh, and perhaps carrying onions as well. <laughs> soldiers with onions. Uh, the Queen will reflect on prominent events from the past year during her Christmas broadcast, which the country will tune into, hopefully, from the service that marked the 60th anniversary of her coronation to the birth of Prince George. She always goes back over the year, and she will pick up on, on certain things. I mean, I think this year has actually not been a bad one for the royal family. I think that, you know, they've had a, a few little disasters, but then the birth of, uh, of George, I think, kind of carried them up a little bit, and we had the, the health of Prince Philip as well. Joining us now is royal commentator Charles Ray. Morning, Charles. Morning, Steve, and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Thank you for joining us on this, uh, this day. Well, they'll be out at Sandringham, the, uh, the people this morning, to see the royal family, four generations... It's yep. been a good year, do you think, for them? Have, have, they, have they pulled through? Oh, yes, it's been a very good year. I mean, and uh, the last two or three years have, have not been terribly bad, apart, I mean, apart from Prince Philip's uh, mm. uh, illness. Uh, they, they've had, uh, uh, you know, a pretty good time. The popularity seems to be uh, sustaining. Um, and all in all, yes, I think uh, top marks for the whole of them. Oh, the whole lot of them. Yes, I mean, I, I, I also believe that they're in a, a very good place. We were worried about Prince Philip, but again, he pulls through every time. I mean, how this man keeps going is a miracle in itself. It's, it's very resilient. <laughs> I, I think some, uh, there are times where you think, I wish he could bottle what he's got and yes. give it out to everyone else, because he seems to always pull through. It, 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 is, it is great. Still, though, they, they don't seem to take to Sarah Ferguson, do they, at Christmas? No, unfortunately. Well, there's been a little bit of a reproachment, but... Um, uh, uh, she's still very much the, the, the one that's out in the cold, uh, which is a bit of a shame, really. But uh, uh, that's the way it has been for the last, God, it's got to be, you know, 10, 10 yes, 15 years. Yes, at least. I, I think she's on the estate, isn't she? She is. Um, and apparently, she, well, I think the last I, I, I heard, she was still living uh, at uh, Windsor, the Royal Lodge Windsor, with, with Prince Andrew, which is... Quite bizarre in itself, given that they, they divorced uh, mm. way back in '92. Well, there was talk um, that they were going to get back together. Yes, there's always been that sort of uh, talk, but they're, they're, they're the, the most together divorced couple I've ever come across. Yes. They always appear with their children, who you know seem to have grown up into very nice young ladies, and 
you know, yeah, they just seem to be good together, but just don't seem to want to get married again. No, it's it's, it's very strange. I remember reading all the front pages a, a while ago, and they were saying they're definitely going to get back together again. She always talks about him, because I suppose he sort of rescued her. I don't know whether he's had other girlfriends in the meantime. I know in his early days he had quite a number. Well, he's had a few since... Uh, oh, has he? he? He's had a few since since the divorce, um, but, but nothing that was sustained, and... Mm. I haven't actually heard them linked with anybody uh, for a long while now, apart apart from apart from Sarah Ferguson. Yeah, I mean, it, it is strange. I, th- I think you know when, when we look at the royal family, they do things so much differently from the rest of us. I think William and, and Kate are the most normal people I've seen within the royal family. Oh yeah, they're they're absolutely they're absolutely brilliant. Uh, I mean, they, they have taken over, you know, the, the royal mantle of of whenever there's a, a an event that they are at. They are that's. That's where the crowds go to, and they've now got George, and everybody loves a baby Steve, yes, as you know. Yes, and yes. so, you know, the, the, the dynasty is 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 there to continue for a very long time yet. There were also stories in the paper a short while ago. I don't know if you if you saw them as well about the Middletons who were going to be spending Christmas at Sandringham. Yeah, and that that never happened. No, it didn't. I, 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 I mean. I never actually saw anything that confirmed that we were going to be spending Christmas at uh, Christmas at Sandringham. I think the Middletons get sort of times get a, a, a bad run. Um, everybody sort of sees them as jumped up, but I just think they're quite nice, normal people. To be perfectly honest, they've mm. got their own business, and uh, um, you know, clearly Carol Middleton is very prominent. Given that she she will, I think she's going to Australia with with uh, with uh, William and mm. Kate or with George. So she's going to be there as the nanny, if you like, because uh, Olga Pell's tooled to travel all that far. Yes. And do you think that this year might be the year that Harry settles down? Well, <laughs> I think that's the, the, the one that everybody's waiting for, um, uh, that uh, Harry is finally going to settle down. Um, again, you know, on the whole, Harry has got sort of like nine out of ten, uh, you know, end-of-year report. I think he does very, very well. Uh, just occasionally, he he lets he lets himself down. Yes. Just occasionally, but you know he's a young lad, and um, everybody everybody likes him. Really, look what he's just done with that polar walk mm. and everything else. And that's yes. a marvelous feat to take part in. And and so he does a lot a lot of good things. Yeah, I, I, I agree. It would be nice to see him settling down, but I, I yeah. think he'll do it in his own time. He's not going to be pushed into anything. Well, he, he likes he, his job. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to do anything in a rush at all. I, you know, I think we'd all like to wish them all just, you know, have a happy life. Just pick, hopefully, pick the right person yes. and settle down with them. You know, yes. it'd be just uh, very, very nice. Well, the Queen shows no sign of slowing down at all. I mean, I think she's quite remarkable. Uh, absolutely. I mean, she is fantastic. 60 years on the throne with um, barely a, a, a foot put wrong in, in, in all that time. I mean, she's just sensational. And it has to be said, you know, you know, Prince Philip's got this very tough veneer. And, and part of the fact that the Queen has is, is done so well is because she's got Crin- Prince Philip in the background yes. who just supports her 125% and all the way through. So what do we get from, from the Queen's speech? We'll, we'll, well get, we get her being reflective? A, a little bit of reflection. I mean, obviously a little bit of, uh, you know, it was 60 years I've been on the throne. Obviously a reference to young Prince George. Um, uh, and I think I look forward to, to the Commonwealth Games next year. Big event coming up. And, mm. and if it's anything like the Olympics of last year, where the royals like William and Kate and Harry were very, very prominent... 
you know, I expect them to turn out again. And, of course, although I don't think she's going to mention this so much, but Zara is pregnant, and she's due to give birth uh, uh, early next year. So there's going to be another royal baby for us all to sort of bill and coo over. Mm. It's, I, mean, I think it's promising. How many people watch the Queen's speech? Is it, is it doing as well as it did? It's, it's slightly uh, going up slightly. Last year it was 8.7 million people. Now, that was just when it was broadcast on television and on radio. There's a few, there's a few more watch it round the, round the world at the Commonwealth. They're now using YouTube, they're using Twitter, they use Facebook, they use the Royal Channel, so they've got all these new things to do. Um, it's nowhere near its peak of the 80s, mm. which was 28 million. Wow. 28 million. I mean, I think only Morecambe and Wise in those, in those yes. days ever got yes. that far. <laughs> yes. Oh, th- th- those were the days, though. There was only two channels, weren't there? Uh, or oh, yeah, well, that's right. You only had BBC yeah. or ITV, so <laughs> that was it, you know. <laughs> and now you get all the alternative speeches. Um, yes, I haven't actually heard too much of because normally we usually get a bit of, um, you know, who's going to do what on Channel yes. 4 or some other uh, station. I haven't actually heard if anybody's actually doing one. But it's nice. The Queen's speech is tradition. It's what it's what we like to to know that it's there. You don't have to watch it at three o'clock because there's so many media yes. outlets now. You can just you know turn it onto your iPad whenever you want, really. Yes. Uh, the, the interesting thing is that the only person who doesn't watch this is the Queen. That's correct. She, she, she sits she in another watch. room. <laughs> <laughs> she, she never she never watches it. She's uh, she doesn't like uh, watching herself on television at all. <laughs> when do they record it? Uh, they recorded it um, in uh, a few weeks ago, and they recorded it at the um, in the Buckingham Palace's blue drawing room. Right. And uh, this year it was a ton of the BBC, all the main channels, BBC Sky and ITV, take tons at it, and then they they pump it all out. Excellent. Well, I, I shall be watching as per yeah. usual. I always enjoy it. Uh, Charles, thank you so much. All the best. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Charles Ray, the uh, Royal Commentator. So now, we will be watching, but isn't it funny? 28 million, he said. 28 million, and now it's sort of eight and a half. But still, still people watch it. And the alternative speech, I don't know if there are any alternative speeches this year. Other alternative speeches, Sam? Edward Snowden's doing it this year. Is he? Yeah. Is that for Channel 4? Yeah, live from right. Russia, I assume. Oh, right. Keith, Keith Lemon's done it before, I think. Didn't, didn't Channel 4 once have a, a Muslim woman doing it, I think. Didn't they They all try to be controversial? I suspect Edward Snowden would be quite controversial. I think that would be fairly controversial. I don't know, why do they do an alternative Christmas speech? What's the purpose of it? It doesn't... Probably gets viewers. You think? Oh, it's my phone vibrating. Oh, somebody else wishing me Merry Christmas. Oh, yeah, thank you. All uh, right. <laughs> I have to take a short break. We've only got 30 minutes of this programme remaining. Thank goodness, says Sam. And, because um, Larry Lamb's going to be along at 10 o'clock this morning. I don't know what he's going to be talking about. Do you think it'll be festive? Festive stuff. Perhaps I could swap with Larry Lamb. Perhaps I could stay on and do, do the programme, and he, he could go down and play games with my brother for Christmas. Make it a lot easier, wouldn't it, really? It's LBC 97.3. It's Christmas Day. It's 9.30. News headlines with Sam Pittis. The Environment Agency has 53 flood warnings and 90 flood alerts in place for the southeast this morning. Tens of thousands of people are without electricity with flooding across Surrey and Kent. A severe flood warning still in place for the River Mole, which has burst its banks. Gatwick Airport expects a normal service to run after flights were cancelled yesterday due to a power cut in a north terminal. EasyJet is running extra flights to replace some that were cancelled. 
It's claimed three times as many people have used a food bank this Christmas than last year. The Trussell Trust, which runs 400 of them, says it's fed 60,000 people over the past fortnight. The United Nations Secretary-General Ban Ki-moon has welcomed a new resolution of the Security Council to send more peacekeeping forces to South Sudan. The United Nations has voted to almost double the number of t- to 12,500 to protect civilians from ongoing violence there. The Queen is to use her Christmas broadcast to call for a balance between action and reflection. Her Majesty will reflect on prominent events from the past year, including the service that marked the 60th anniversary of her coronation and the birth of Prince George. London's weather, some sunny spells for Christmas Day, but further showers expected, especially this afternoon. A maximum temperature 7 Celsius and 6 degrees right now in Hyde Park. This is LBC 97.3. It's 9.31. Christmas on London. Uh, Happy Christmas. Usually listen to you driving to my cafe in the dark early mornings. And this is Lara at the Plum Tree Cafe in Greenwich. Your show wakes me up and makes me chuckle. I've got two days off a year and I'm peeling potatoes. My two children are lovely and quiet playing with their toys, so wish them a happy Christmas, Elijah and Barnaby. And all my uh, great customers. I love your jolly show and your rants. How sweet. Rants. Never had a rant in my life. Uh, Warren says... He says... Please do not stuff your turkey. This is the advice from what he knows about these things. He said it takes too long for the heat to reach the centre of the bird. So do do your stuffing separately, OK? Bryn and Annie are over there in La Belle France. Morning. Morning, my lords, ladies and gentlemen. A happy Christmas to Steve Allen and all at LBC, which is a wonderful programme. How are you, Steve? I'm good. I'm good. How, how is the dear lady wife? How is the dear lady wife? How are you, Annie? She's great, thank you. She's great. <laughs> She's great. How are you? You're a, a, yeah. obviously having a wonderful show. It really is a great show, Steve. Thank you. Thank you, Bryn. So what are you two doing today? She's just yelled at you. She's been at the sherry. She's been at the sherry. She's been at the sherry. So what are you two doing today? Well, we've got the family all around us because yeah. they live in different places. And we're doing nothing but going to three different Christmas dinners. We had one last night. Oh. We're going to have a Christmas dinner today. And we've got the, the, the favourite of all tomorrow, which is the leftovers and bubble and squeak. Oh, how lovely. Oh, how lovely. Leftover turkey with bubble and squeak. Do oh. you like that? I love bubble and squeak. Yeah, we do too. I love it. I haven't had it for years. Nobody haven't ever bothers. Really? No, I haven't had it for a long, long time. But I do. My mum used to do it, and you're right. You do it with a leftover turkey and some cold pickle or pickle lily. And cold. I've got some pickle lily over here, and it's absolutely lovely. Can you buy things like that in France, Bryn? Is, yes, is, you is can. Okay? There are various English type shops where you can go and get it. It's a fractionally more expensive, but yeah. you can get it. It's it's great, you know. Um, and presumably, <laughs> turkeys and things like that are very easy to come by. Rather strange. This year they are. Last year they were difficult and we had to have them imported. This year we've got one, but now a lot of the larger ones, because there are so many expat Brits living out here, mm. that the, the um, shops sensibly have stocked up about this time for the Brits that are here. So, yes, you can get turkeys. Right. And health wise for both of you, are you backwards and forwards to hospital? Uh, yeah, well, I won't bore me, your lovely <laughs> listeners with that, but I had to go and spend all day yesterday in, in hospital about this damned hip of mine. Yeah. Discovered that the bloke has done it wrongly and I've got to have another operation, but oh, that's in the new year. No. Um, and then it's not going to spoil my Christmas, although the kids have been running around like um, <laughs> blue angels taking me from different hospitals, you know. Yeah, oh, lovely. And how, how's Annie? 
Oh, Anne is fine. Anne yeah. is getting better, and she's loving having the family around. It really is. Uh, being over 80, you, you can relax, because we're both in ourselves feeling very well. Yes. It's yes. just this bloody called my problem. Yeah. So we're, we're really enjoying life. Excellent. Well, listen, I wish you and the family and Annie uh, the best of Christmases this year. I, I want to say a congratulations to LBC, everybody that's there. They are so highly professional, and I hope they have a wonderful Christmas, but I hope that 2014 is even better than 2013 has been, because you all deserve it. It's such a great, entertaining show. Bless you. A little bit of home for you. It really is a little bit of home, and, and all of your wonderful listeners obviously love you to death. And I hope it's a very successful year for you, Steve, and I can, I'll continue to send you all my little bits of rubbish as they come through. Bless you. Have a lovely time, Bryn. Thank you. God bless. God bless you all. Bye. Bye. Bryn and Annie. Bryn, as you can tell, used to be a Toastmaster. He had a book out. It's called Red Tales in the Sunset. We'll play on words there. And so him and uh, Annie have uh, retired now to the southwest of France. They've got the family around them, which is great, because he's said over 80, you know, bits start dropping off, don't they? John Warrington says, morning, listening to you and wishing you a wonderful Christmas. Warren's wished us a wonderful Christmas as well. Got, uh, I'm trying to get as many of your texts and emails in as I can. It's not easy. It's not, it's not, uh, not easy to get everything in, but I'm doing, I'm doing my best. Uh, Marion and Ron in Broxbourne, happy Christmas, dear Stephen team, and to Sam Pittis. Lovely to hear you this morning. Wonderful treat. Three hours in daylight. So uh, they've sent a, a photo of their Christmas tree with all the presents under Oh, blimey, that's a tree and a half, isn't it? Good grief. It's very good. That's what my brothers will look like. Well, that's the theory. I'm colours. Every year he goes for a colour scheme. Can't wait to see what it is this year. We roast potatoes now, in my blooming luck. Uh, Ian says, will Lucy Mecklenburg's Keep Fit video consist of ten minutes of exercise followed by half an hour of uncontrollable sobbing when you haven't lost any weight? Oh, God, I wouldn't waste your money on rubbish like that. It's just, you don't need to buy any of that kind of stuff. You really don't. It doesn't, doesn't make any difference. She's never exactly been fat, has she? Put it that way. Erica in Shepparton says, it's worth waiting for Christmas to hear you at this time of day. My bestest friend of over 50 years found an old picture of her and me, age seven, had it copied and sent it to me. I was wearing a belted camel coat, a size too big, looking very shy with shortish blonde hair, but pretty red shoes. Why did mum always buy a size too big so you could grow into it? That's why. John, the Titanic rivet counter, says, I'm not a fictional character. He's part of the British Titanic Society. And uh, long may it continue. Long may it continue. Wait a minute, some more. I told you I've got hundreds and hundreds of these things to get through. Uh, David, he says, I've been meaning to do this a few years now. 20 years ago, <laughs> I spoke to you on Christmas Day. Uh, I stood in my cold pinner guard that afternoon, took part in the Christmas quiz. You asked me 10 questions. I got seven right. And a few days later... I received some some videos in the post, one of which was The Wizard with Fred Savage. My children remind me every year, and they love watching them. Anyway, have a lovely day and Happy New Year. David is now in Dorset. He said, I know you've got a big birthday in 2014. Yep, 40. Really looking forward to that one, as you can imagine, can't you? Uh, congratulations, says uh, Mari, on the, on the new contract. Yes, every year a revelation at LBC, let me tell you. A revelation. And uh, sadly missed... Uh, the late, great Kenny Everett. Yes, it would have been his birthday. It was he a Christmas Day baby, I think, Kenny Everett. Probably broadcast out of this building, in fact. Uh, did he broadcast out of this building? I'm sure, I think he did, actually. I think he did. Pretty certain. Uh, another one here from uh, Amanda. Love listening to you. Wish everybody a Merry Christmas. Heart, says Amanda, goes out to all those 
who were hit by the storms. Yeah, not just that, but the flooding, the after effect is terrible. Alison in Ryslip, looking forward to another year of fantastic listening with LBC. And so many people saying that, which is great. Uh, Simon says, uh, can you wish my fiance Mel a very Merry Christmas? We live in York, but listen to your show every day. So there you go, seasonal wishes to, uh, to Mel. And uh, one from Jane in Furnacewood. She says, I podcast every day. So there you go. Sean says, Steve Allen again, Mum. Thank you. <laughs> Not parsnip. Don't ever mention parsnips to me. I've got an aversion to parsnips. I'm totally convinced. Uh, Andrew, listening in northwest Spain, Galicia. Galicia. I've been listening for years, but confessed to being a podcast listener. Lovely. He says, I'm going to start cooking the traditional Spanish Christmas lunch soon. Roast rib of beef and Yorkshire pudding. Oh, lovely. That sounds quite nice. That sounds quite nice. I quite fancy it. Roast rib of beef I could go for. I could go for that right now, actually. I might have to take something down with me in the car to eat on the way down. Uh, Rachel. Carol is a massive fan of yours. That's her mum. So love Rachel, Sarah and Katie. Uh, Turkey's on the barbecue, says Nick in Ascot. That's right, barbecue. I've learned a method for using a barbecue as an oven what's known as the offset method, where the coal is placed to the side, simply place a few hot coals to the side and place some cold coal on top. That slowly releases the heat and keeps the barbecue at a steady temperature. See, it works, you see. You must never, ever cook anything on a barbecue where there are flames. You've got to wait till the, the flames die down. I know it's a bit... It's a little bit difficult to remember that. Somebody says, come on, Steve, lamb neck is the finest cut. Oh, don't, I feel awful. I feel dreadful about Poor little lamb's neck. I saw it, I bought it in a bottle. Oh... Can you imagine that the head is now walking about by itself? Perhaps it's on casters or something. And that it's the fact it's called lamb. It's not even grown up, is it? It's not even been allowed to, you know. I see them in the fields around our way. We've got lots of fields. So I think they're, yes, they are, by, by, the, by the reservoir. They've got lots of lambs. They're jumping around. I'm thinking, very soon now, you're not going to be jumping. You're going to be in Marks and Spencers and a piece of polystyrene, which is not good. Uh, thrilled to hear you this morning. Why don't you give us a laugh and sing a carol? Do not insult my carol singing, Ed. I'm one of the best ones. Uh, Anne in Shepparton, good morning. Diana in Richmond says, enjoy those games. Don't, dreading it, dreading it. But she's been making pigs in blankets, birds stuffed and ready for the oven. See, a lot of people say do stuffing separately. I get in trouble for sort of giving cookery tips on the programme. I love it all, including the Christmas put. Can't wait. Just heard from my sister. She's cut off in Bookham. Surrounding area flooded. So dreadful all those uh, people... Affected by it. Uh, Theresa in Seven Kings. Love the great Ormond Street carols, which was lovely. I agreed. And uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. And uh, I'm going to send season's greetings to um, Nigella Lawson. Ah, so controversial. So controversial. Uh, roast potato hint. Get the fat smoking, says Warren. Preheat to 220. Make sure the potatoes are dry when adding to the fat. We used to, um, but we, I, I only like, uh, this is a hint for my brother again, I only, only, only like crispy roast potatoes. Don't like big roast, little, little, small roast potatoes. Really, really crispy. Got to be really, really, my mother used to make really, really crispy roast potatoes. I don't think we've ever quite achieved it, but we do our best. Listening with my new bride in Thailand, says John, and Pensley. 21 degrees, no sprouts, just green Thai curry. I could drink, I could drink that, I could eat that. Could eat green, green Thai curry. No problem at all. Merry Christmas from Baghdad, says Ian, working over Christmas and the New Year. Most of my friends appear to be working over Christmas. Hello to Rosie May, age five, just got up. And uh, good morning, Granny Myrna in Shepherd's Bush. This time last year, we were in beautiful, snowy Norway. 
Uh, but in sunny West Kensington this year. That's Cathy, Adrian and Rosie May. How lovely. I'm just, actually, the, it, the sun, it's beautiful actually now. Isn't it? Look at that sunshine. Isn't that lovely. Really, really nice. Went to Panto in Hull on Monday. Took the grandson to see the wonderful Christopher Biggins. So good. He is the best, says Malcolm. You won't find a better dame than Biggins. His, uh, which one was he doing? Because he's, he's very, very good. In New England, Owen says, it's 4am. Just finished wrapping. Hope I can get a couple of hours rest before the kids unwrap it all again. I know, you go to all that trouble of putting paper around it, and then they pull it off. Why do you cut out the middleman? Don't wrap them. Just leave them and say, that's your present there. Because people like us, they go, oh, I don't know what it is. You think, well, pull the paper off. You're going to find out what it is in a moment, aren't you? They go, oh, I wonder what that is. They go, oh, shake it, I'll squeeze it. Oh, I wonder what that is. Well, open it. Open the blooming thing. Why does Father Christmas only visit families with money? I don't know. He only goes to... There's been no end of Christmas films on the telly. Of course, I've lapped it up. I love stuff like that. The more Christmas films. Although I maintain, even though a friend of mine said it was the best one he'd ever seen, Disney did a version of um, Scrooge. And it's cartoon, but it's this—it's the same company that do the um, Polar Express. And it's Pixar. But they can't do eyes. The eyes make it look as though they're all about the living dead. DreamWorks, isn't it? But they, they, they can't do eyes, even though they've done eyeballs and everything else. The eyeballs, they look, ooh, really scared. Polar Express, I thought was really frightening. The kids in that looked like they'd walked out of the village of the damned. Terrible. Quarter to ten. Christmas. Christmas. Three. Morning, everybody. I hope Scott and Barbara are having a nice restful at quarter to ten. Look at them. Nearly, nearly time to go home. Nearly time to go home. Uh, Terence in Brentwood says, Happy Christmas. He doesn't believe I'm 40. Disbeliever. Disbeliever. My big four zero this year. Not. <laughs> uh, in Goa, we're going to cook Polynesian way. That's where you do underground with the heated rocks and stuff. Where do they go uh, where you sort of dig a hole on the beach or something and you line it with uh, banana leaves or something? Somebody does that, don't they? Somebody does that. Um, Bryn says, uh, what do you give somebody you don't like for Christmas? A two-week break in Blackpool. Apparently they're suffering at the moment. Well, I mean, just because they're in Blackpool, they're suffering. But the interesting thing is that they, um, they've actually got more hotels than people. So, so, so they don't have enough people to fill the hotels. So that's why it's really, really cheap. Really, really cheap to go there. Uh, Christmas update. And... Uh, Warmest greetings to Kat, says Howard in Enfield. Enough already. Nothing worse than when the family start writing in. It just gets so tedious, doesn't it? Uh, my Tesco shop had arrived at 10am yesterday in the end, says Jan. And uh, she says it had to be repicked, so I'm over it now and I feel quite guilty over the top rant. Drama queen me? No, never. So all the lovelies a Merry Christmas. Safe journey to your brothers and I'll see you Friday, front row seats. I'm looking forward to it. We've got two shows at the Magic Circle. Uh, the subject to Prince Philip. Uh, your Prince Philip impression has us all laughing. You little thing, you cute little thing, aren't you? I think I like Prince Philip. I know people used to say to him, "I love that interview that he did with that woman on the." Yes, he, he did an interview. Who's that woman on the television who does? I can't remember her name now. She's one of the BBC people. She tried flirting with him. And of course, you can't flirt with Prince Philip, and she she flopped miserably, like Susanna Reid on the dancing program, who after they the paper said the other day was she voted. You know, not to win because the public found it too smug. And the answer they came back was apparently yes, which is a shame. Uh, Julietta, off to Isleworth uh, with uh, my brothers, with mum, niece Rosa's sister-in-law, Colette and the rest of the family. I put the whipped cream on the trifle, which I'm taking along and wrapped all the prezzies. How lovely. Whipped cream. I did that once. I stupidly made the mistake. I made a trifle. <laughs> it was years ago, as you can imagine. And, and I did squirty cream on the top. 
all the way round it, you know, piped it, looked beautiful. Put it in the fridge, cooked dinner, took it out. But of course, squirty cream is all air, so it just evaporates. And I was just left with little drizzles on the top. It was very disappointing. Shan't be using that stuff ever again. Uh, a Merry Christmas. This is my bicycle, says Peter in Chelmsford, decorated in Christmas lights from last year. Thank you very much indeed. He, he decorates his, uh, his bike. He puts, the producer's very impressed by that. Ooh, one of those bikes. That's what I'm saying. Whether you can ride this thing, I don't know. I'm assuming with the lights and the cable around it, perhaps you can't, perhaps you can't ride it. Because I think that's fantastic. If, if they made lights on a bicycle, I'd buy it. You know, like lights like that. It's very, very pretty. And uh, so he, he happily sent us in oh, he's been under the Christmas tree. It just looks good. But do you have to take it in a car? Or can you actually ride this thing? I have a sneaking feeling you weren't better ride it with lights. I mean, don't, ever so pretty. Why don't they make these and sell them commercially? I'd buy it. Put everlasting bulbs in there. It'd be fantastic. That's Chelmsford. Love Chelmsford. Love Chelmsford. Absolutely. Uh, Douglas. Says, managed to make the uh, the journey from London to the in-laws in Yorkshire on Monday. Make sure you use goose fat for the roast potato. Oh, God knows what he's... would probably put it in Mazzola. I shall moan about it the day after, I promise you. <laughs> uh, happy Christmas, Alison and Crystal Poodle. Able to listen to Civilised Time. It's nice. You can podcast this, this programme. Please do. Uh, I'm dreaming of a white Christmas, says Lizzie and Chiswick. And when the white's gone, I'll start on the red. Drink carefully, everybody. You see, I won't be drinking over Christmas. We all got a box of wine. Uh, not a box of wine. We got a bottle of wine here. We got a bit carried away with the idea. Uh, and for presents to Steve and all the uh, the hard-working managers behind the glass, on Monday, James O'Brien said he'd spent a fortune on your Christmas present. Yes, he bought the same as last year. Nothing. Nothing. Not a... He's so bar humbug. <laughs> He's so bar humbug. He doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't do Christmas presents. I don't think he did a tree this year. I remember saying to him, you got a tree, and I wasn't sure if he was joking when he said no. I think he must have, mustn't he? Uh, happy Christmas to Mum, Linda, Freddie, Colin and families. LBC 97.3 is the best, says Iris. Well, I'm not disagreeing with you on that one. Uh, from William, uh, Bill, in sunny Sheffield. You are Joe. Is it sunny Sheffield where you are? Is it sunny? I hope that it, uh, it dries out for a lot of people. Uh, Beverly, from West Drayton, says, uh, When you talk about that woman, Sam, from Essex, I keep thinking you're saying Sam Four Ears. I wish you did have four ears and <laughs> take away the face. Do us all a favour, I think. Peter! Morning. Morning, Peter. How are you? Uh, well, living, apparently. <laughs> just about. I wouldn't guarantee it, actually. I have to pinch myself occasionally just to make sure I'm still alive. No, you're doing very well, and thanks again for entertaining us wonderfully throughout Well, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm being selfish. I'm doing it for myself. Yeah, I know. I'm I doing, know. You know. And, for, and, and for the money. Oh, and oh, definitely the money. Definitely. The, definitely. the money's the best bit. Well, you know. Anyway, <laughs> keep on keep on tracking, my friend. What keep are you doing tracking. today, Peter? Um, quiet day with the family, mm. going round to see some friends uh, for a little. You've Christmas inflicted drink. yourself, haven't you? You've inflicted yourself Sorry? on another family. Uh, yeah, I know, but but only for an hour or so, <laughs> and then we'll come, then we'll come home and put the radio back on. Yeah. Um, uh, Update on Evelina Children's Hospital. We had another wonderful performance from Mamma Mia this year. Good, good. And um, they did it a little bit differently this year. Instead of um, so many songs from the show, they concentrated on Christmas carols. Lovely. And um, Marcus Savage, the musical director, just put together some fantastic arrangements. Um, I said they should put a record out, you know, Mamma yes. Mia Meets Christmas, uh, yes. because they were just fantastic. You've got to get the wonderful. rights, though. Have that. The, the problem is trying to get the licensing. That's the problem with stuff like that. Is it? Yeah. yeah. 
way you know more about that than, yeah. than I do. But, That's always but the pain. They put, on, they put on a wonderful show for the, for the for the patients, you know, and the doctors and the parents. It was great. Excellent. That's all. We, that's what we like to hear. And you know, they all came. And you know, the thing that impresses me is they rehearse. They have to. Re- they rehearse this for like weeks. You yeah. know, they just don't come and and turn up and do it. You know, it's lovely though, isn't it? Um, Didn't it make it worthwhile? It is. You know, it's fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. I, I, so, I, I I never knock anything like that because I think people put in so much effort. You know, and that's that's the that's the that's the nice side of it. And the end result is the appreciation that you get from the people who see it. Yeah, no, it went down so well. I mean, I had so many letters from the hospital, you know, thanking me, and it's, it's you know, I, I'm just sort of arranging it, but it's the car, oh. the company that put it together. And, yeah. you know, they finish at 5 o'clock, then they've got to go off to the theatre and, and do it all again, yes, you know. Yes. <laughs> but people love it. People actually get into it. Peter, I wish you a very, a very Merry Christmas. Thank you. And we'll talk, welcome, uh, we'll talk soon. All the best. Take, Take care. care. Take care. Press is open today, apparently. Well, it's all Polish people. They, they, they celebrated Christmas last night, so it won't make any difference to them. Jay and Sarah are up. Love to hear your voice on the radio at a sensible hour. That's from Jay, Sarah, Jack and Harry. I bet they've opened presents. Actually, of course, this is actually quite late now for opening presents, isn't it? I bet most people have opened their presents. I'm the only one who hasn't opened. Oh, I haven't got any presents. I don't, I'm not really bothered about presents at all, I'm afraid. Daryl says, Merry Christmas from my wife, Emma. And uh, Martin and Bridie in Orpington, avid listeners. See you at the Magic Circle on Friday. And uh, happy Christmas from the Green family. That's Stephen, Lisa Harrison and Summer having a, a onesie Christmas. Oh, I found one of my neighbours the other day wearing a onesie. I'm not sure people can wear one. I'm not sure. And he's fairly butch. And he's got a girlfriend and everything. You know, not that that means anything these days. But, uh, but he's wearing a onesie. And I, th- I looked at him as I, as I sort of passed him on the stairs. I remember thinking... I don't know, is that, is that wrong on so many levels? I couldn't quite work it out. <laughs> Never mind. My, my bird, says Diana, is stuffed with clementines, lemon and apples. Oh, that's interesting. Sausage meat, herby, etc. will be cooked separately, shaped into balls. I never put it in the bird, as I know the dangers. Oh, right, so that's it. Don't put the stuffing in the bird. OK. Uh, one here. Can you say hello to our mum, Athena, who loves your show and has been listening for ages? We love those cooking tips from Warren. Any more? No, he's imagine he's getting down to his own thing at the moment. And, uh, and Jeff says, Merry Christmas to all at LBC. Been listening to you since 1977. Still going strong. Merry Christmas to all on shift at Hammersmith BTB. BTP, that's British Transport Police, policing the railways. Very quiet and lovely morning. There's nothing running, is there? Do you have to police it on, um, on over the Christmas period? Good Lord. It's amazing, isn't it? Uh, season's greetings. Surrounded by the kiddies opening presents, says Kevin the Milkman. They're making a lot of noise, not helping my headache, which was nothing at all to do with the five bottles of Newcastle brown ale that I drank last night when Sam and I were out. So, uh, happy Christmas to all the Facebookers, especially my fairy godmother, and happy birthday to Sam, the poor, long-suffering fiancé for tomorrow. She still has two years to go until he joins the Steve Allen 39 Forever Club. See you at the Magic Circle on Friday. So there you go. Looking forward to that. Uh, Tracy says, enjoy the, uh, the sprouts. <coughs> If they're wrong, I shall tell you about it. I shall moan about it till the cows come home. <laughs> uh, the Rose family, very happy Christmas to them. They'll be all over the place. And Paul in Rose Hill, ties in nicely, says, we've got no power running cables from our neighbours so we can cook. Oh, God, that is awful. That is absolutely dreadful. I have immense sympathy for anybody who's having to do things. But thank God for neighbours. Thank God for neighbours. 
You know, somebody said, "Shame you're not sixty next year, as you'd qualify for your freedom part." Don't be so ridiculous at sixty. But honestly, who's sixty? I don't know where people get this ludicrous idea from. Ridiculous. Forty. Okay, forty. Anybody says any differently, I'll just send somebody around to sort you out. Collins in Israel. He says, we're, uh, we're two hours ahead in the UK in time. Actually, we're streets in most things, but the time difference means we can listen to the programme in the morning at a godly hour. It is. He says, you have a fan club in Israel. Thank you. That's what we like to, uh, we like to hear, a fan club all around the world. And Catherine is preparing chestnut stuffing. I'm not, but I just like the sage and onion. Does that make me boring? Probably. And happy Christmas to all the LBC listeners and my family and friends, which is good. Uh, Jane is in sunny Guernsey. She says, uh, we love you in the Channel Islands. Thank you. Well, you're starved of decent radio in the Channel Islands. Do you have any decent radio? Listen, I have to go. I've got no more time. It's whiz through, isn't it? It's whiz through. My thanks to the team. Uh, the, the team this morning for, uh, for helping us through it. You, know, you have to say that. It's a funny par for the course, you know. So thanks to all those who helped make this programme the big success that it was today, you know, and that kind of thing. And uh, so I'll be back with you, not tomorrow, but I'll be back with you the day after. I don't know what day it is. Is it Wednesday today? No, it's, it's today Wednesday? What day is it? It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. So I'm going to be back... Yes, I'll be back tomorrow night into the... Oh, I don't know where I am. I've really got no idea at all. I've got no idea. Whatever it is, I'm going to be around at some particular point, OK? So have a lovely, lovely Christmas. If these, if these roast potatoes don't turn out well today, there's going to be merry hell to play, I'm promising you. I should be moaning about it all the time. All the time. Uh, I'll be back. Larry, Larry Lamb is running as fast as he can because he's got 12 seconds. And uh, come on, stop ambling in, honestly, like you've got all the time in the world. I've done my three hours. You can do the next three hours. Have a very happy Christmas, everybody. I shall leave you in the capable hands of the young Larry Lamb. You're going round the world, are you? I'm going to go round the world, dear. Well, not quite round the world, but just going to have a talk to a few people in distant climes. You know That's what nice, I mean? Yeah. It's rather nice. Reverse the charge. I will do. Yeah. In fact, I was going to put it on your bill, to tell you the truth. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> on your tab. Happy on Mr Christmas. Allen's tab, please, please. that one. <laughs> Have a nice time. I will. Lovely to see you. Thank you. Have a very nice... Are so you here for the next three hours? I'm here for three hours, mate. That's it, man. Well, you look I'm, you've got crack team I'm loving there. it. I'm oh, loving God. it. I can't think of a better way to speak. No, exactly. That's what I do. It's a bit what you do, really, isn't it, eh? <laughs> Just sit there grinning. Yeah. <laughs> nice way to earn a living, I it's always a lovely think. way to earn a lovely living. Lovely way. Have a nice time, everybody, and uh, I'll talk to you in a couple of... In a, in a day's time, so we give it a break. Larry's up next on LBC 97.3. Yeah. On FM, on...